Welcome to Pandora's Box and the Exponential Curve of Progress. Welcome to Pandora's Box. You are listening to Astronaut Radio. I'm your host, as always, this time of the week, Mr. Callum Waite. Or is my name, in fact? Open high up any whistle. Wrong camera, dude. <laughs> Wrong camera. That's um, that's Nathaniel Warren's camera over there. Hello. Mm-hmm. Right, Mr. Th- who is the host of the Rap Radar on Sunday evenings, mm. 8 until 10 p.m. Go check out the show. Mm-hmm. So um, welcome, man. Cheers for being here with me this afternoon. Thank you Do you for want to give yourself it. an alias for today? Pendred. Pendred sounds Pendred. very Welsh. Mm. Pendred. That's. Pendred. I'm glad you've come up with some of that because I feel like that's easy to remember. Some of your <laughs> ones, for some reason, I have a real hard time remembering what they are. Yeah, you did struggle last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are quite complicated, to be fair. Sometimes. Yeah. And Mr. Drew Armstrong, who is um, otherwise known as Captain Longbottom from the Darkdale, 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. Friday nights. The man with the longest bottom that there ever was. Or ever will be. <laughs> um, also, producer and tech extraordinaire here at Aspen Weight Radio. So, yeah, thanks for you to being here with me as well, as usual, man. No Do you want to give yourself an alias for today? Yeah, I'm going to be Alan. Alan. Mm. Alan and Pendred. Mm-hmm. Pendred. Pendred. Yes. yes. Pendred. Yes. Pendred and Alan. All right. Alan and Courtesy Pendred. of Alan and Heath Mixer in front of me. Ah, nice. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So, yeah, um, for, if you're just like tuning in for the first time, Pandora's Box is like a topical um, show. We just talk about a myriad of interesting like subjects, topics mm-hmm. and stuff. We try and pr- keep it pretty casual. We've also, um, this is also now a, a podcast on YouTube. So, if you'd rather um, see us and take us in visually as well as orally. Mm. That's orally A-U-R, mm. not O-R-A. <laughs> Just <laughs> Then, um, yeah, go on YouTube, check out Pandora's Box, go and subscribe to our channel. We've only just started it, so... Um, you know, it'd be good to get some more subscribers. And mm. yeah, you can um, take in our visages. For sure. And for be sure. with us, see what the face behind the um, the, the mics look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're just talking about all sorts of interesting stuff. Um, last week, old Pendred over here mm-hmm. was um, talking to me after our show about Neuralink, which is mm. something that... So did Elon Musk actually invent that? He's invented it. I assume so. I think he's like one of the main founders. Yeah, so I found it really interesting and I hadn't heard about anything at the time, but I've sort of gone um, down the rabbit hole since and like watched and read a lot of stuff on it. So it'd be really cool to like talk about that a bit Mm. today. Do you not know anything about it really, Alan? I don't know anything about Neuralink, no. It's crazy. Mm. So man, take us through like the the origins as far as you know it. and then as the show goes on, we can talk about more like yeah. the philosophies behind it and, the, yeah. and make the possible ramifications of this technology and mm. stuff like that, which is more what I'm interested mm. in. So what I've got here is that in short, mm. uh, Neuralink is a chip that is being developed to put in human brains or on like a human skull. Uh, the plan is for it to cure multiple currently incurable diseases, such as like paralysis, uh, memory loss. Uh, Do you know how it would cure paralysis like though? I... It, it would have to depend on... The, like, obviously, if your spine's just messed up... Yeah. Then, like, it wouldn't cure that. But if it's due to a lack of connections through the brain... Then right. I imagine that's the sort of thing it can mm. fix. So, more, more I imagine people that have had, like, bangs on the head. So, for instance, mm. I... Yeah. I um. I like used to know a lady who, like, had, like, a savage fall in the street. And she, like, banged her head. Mm. And she basically, like, was, like, wheelchair-bound for about yeah. a year. 
And basically, it was almost like the part of her brain that knew how to walk had like temporarily been bruised so badly that she just couldn't walk. Yeah. Mm. How mad is that? And doctors at the time even told her that she there was possibility that she might not ever walk again. She can't. She did learn to walk again, which is like mm. awesome. Did the whole sort of like you know holding on to like wooden banisters mm. and like trying to and go and then eventually like progressing to treadmills and. But she's still she's never going to be the same again. Mm. Like apparently, if she walks for about an hour after about an hour, her legs just sort of feel a bit messed up, and right. she could sort of like fall over. Right. But yeah, sorry, go on anyway. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's probably what the sort of thing it would cure rather than, as you said, yeah. like breaking your back savagely or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Mm. yeah, like obviously different types of blindness and stuff mm. as well if it's like all from the brain, all that kind of stuff. But you can only imagine that with this kind of technology, they're going to be able to access your brain. And you know, we use like 20% of our brain function. Is that actually true though? I mm. think so. from from what I've heard, the way they're talking about it, right? Because I, I thought I thought that was I thought that was like a, almost like an urban legend. What that we only use twenty percent of our brains? Yeah, I thought that was like one of those things that people say that's not true. Up. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, just because I know I I'm pretty sure that I heard something that was like saying that basically that's like one of those things that's chucked around, but it's actually not true. Mm. Right. Um. So yeah, I, I just want to you know be interesting to be a bit more clued up on that. Yeah, yeah. If you've ever believed the ten percent brain myth, you might be surprised that human beings use virtually every part of their brain. Yeah, I thought that was the case. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah. I imagine as well, though, if they can fix like memory and everything, they can still boost like the things. Yeah, you so can it's it's more like a booster imagine. rather rather than like unlocking secret parts of your brain, which is almost like the more like exciting, mysterious, mm. yeah. almost like romantic way of thinking about it. It's like boosting your brain mm. in yeah. every way. I also repairing parts of your brain that could be damaged the way i thought of it as well is imagine like if you've got this chip in your brain and eventually you can have all of the history of mankind all of the memories that we have on our phones <sighs> in our brains just to think about mm. that's, that's crazy man that's so that, unbelievable this is almost like next level weird stuff it though. makes you like a superhuman yeah. essentially mm. Almost like I don't even think like would you even be human anymore if you're not mm. if you know what I mean because like think about like everybody's got like a unique personality based on your own unique experiences, mm. your own knowledge of the world, etc. Right. Mm. So like and you're almost like your own DNA coding as well. Do you know what I mean mm. like your genetics from every ancestor that's come before you and the way that they lived their lives, etc. Um, now if you were almost like standardizing mm. like do you know what I mean because like say like Google is like standard across the board what you go on Google will be the same as what I go on Google yeah. in terms of the information available to you so if we just almost like our brains can just just have all that it makes me almost think that we'd be like way more weird and robotic mm. yeah. yeah like how would that affect the rest mm. of your brain yeah that's what I think I really like when you look at the way technology's going I kind of like the separation of technology that there is this crazy stuff that is happening but it's happening as a piece of technology that we use not that we merge with in yes. a way that we change our I find organic that a bit body. Freaky. Do you know what I mean? One like, of the ways that Elon actually mentioned it in this podcast I was listening to, uh, he said that obviously technology and everything is uh, developing so fast mm. that if you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an interesting way of looking at it, isn't mm. it? I do I do very much respect that point of view, even if I don't necessarily agree with it. You know, I, it's I, exciting. I think, and like, it's a, it it's is a one, way, one way street. Like, technology is a one way street. Like, we're mm. we're on the road of technology now, and like, there's no stopping it. Yeah. But, but that merging with like with with 
organic matter Mm. you know what i mean that's where it gets a bit weird because i feel that we already are like a perfect technology you know through evolution Mm. and like nature is like is like a perfect technology and we're you know you think of like things like mycelium and stuff like which is in mushrooms isn't it yeah so so the underground network of mycelium like we're still with our technology we're almost replicating that with say like the internet and things like that like we're connected all over the planet mycelium is connected all over the yeah so just just like for people, because people might not know what the hell you're on about so like the, some of the biggest organisms on on the planet earth are like mycelium which mm. is basically like mushrooms isn't it? it's like fungi yeah so it's and they're the, all linked it's under the, the, the ground. network that connects all of, like the, the yeah. mushroom that we know is only the fruiting body that comes yes. out of the ground yes. but the mm. underground network that connects it all mm. and you know and you think about that like that um there's technology now like t- where it kind of replicates like say if there's something wrong with the mycelium at, at this end like uh, like a really a part of it um there's a bad nutrient that it's, it's not liking um it can learn from that and then the whole network of mycelium can know about it yeah so from a small point of um of of information the whole mycelium network can know like straight away instantaneously it's yeah, like connected sure, sure. so like things like the internet like is i i feel is like kind of doing that and that's really cool. Like we can learn from nature, but to try and change ourselves and like it is almost like roboticizing. I think as well. Like this will probably fall on deaf ears a little bit, but I, I know that a lot of listeners will know what I'm on about. It's like, do you guys know anything about like the Borg in Star Trek? No. So like the Borg are like this like race that they encounter that are like they are like the most terrifying like. They're not even really a species because it's like almost like a tech species, mm. but they're like this um, the most terrifying sort of like aliens, I guess, for like lack of a better term, in in Star Trek. So it's like in like, back in the Next Generation, Star Trek: The Next Generation, which was like the one with like Patrick Stewart. Oh yeah, you know, um, Captain Picard. Um, they basically come across like a, a techno a techno organic race. Mm. But um, it's made up of like all these different mili- like races from all over across the galaxies. But basically, and nobody knows where it came from, mm. like what what like species originated it. But they were obviously like exterminated by their own creation. And this is almost like what freaks me out about neuronics. So basically, the idea is is that the Borg are like a hive mind, so they mm-hmm. work like an ant colony or a beehive, right? Yeah. Um, but they're all these different um, uh, aliens, but they get called what assimilated. Right, mm-hmm. so like, the Borg ships will come. They'll come to different. They'll find different planets, and then they're like, "It's freaky, man!" Like you can find like clips of like it's that this is the most like sinister thing in all of Star Trek, and it's like they basically just over the um like the comms, they'll just send like a message, and it's like, "Resistance is futile. You will be assimilated." And it's like all of these di- like millions of voices like merged into one, and um then they basically they go on, they in- assimilate people, and in like the Star Trek lore, it's like they they implant like um I think it's called like nanotechs, <laughs> like um like um like a virus basically in your body and then it starts basically working its way through your blood through your body mm. merging your organic um like cells with um like mechanical and like computer parts mm-hmm. and then you basically end up like a shell of your former <laughs> self like your, your body this hive mind yeah but mm-hmm. you've got all these like mechanical parts then that are attached to you and then you become a borg mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter whether you're like a klingon or a vulcan or a, you become a borg and then your sole purpose is whatever the hive mind's purpose yeah. is that's so what you it, lose that's your what it, personality yeah, that, that's what yeah. it makes me think right so if you say put a chip into your head that helps you do like that d- d- does all this stuff who's the who's the person who's the creator yeah. that makes that technology and puts that chip in your head do you know what i mean like yeah. like potentially 
whoever that is that has done that has the potential to like tap into that and then do something to you that you have no control over. Oh, a hundred percent. You've got to think as well. There's there's a saying, isn't there? Uh, evolve or become extinct. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. Which really follows into this. It's yeah. the most terrifying thing ever, but it is quite exciting. And you almost feel like if this does become the norm, then, like you said, what what is what point is there of resisting? Yeah. Because eventually, if if people do become this superhuman race, and you've got to you've got to think, if you had the whole memory of everything in humankind, that's going to completely change you as a person, mm. because you'll be able to comprehend all these different thoughts and look at the whole bigger picture of everything that we can't do now. Mm. People should just take mushrooms because you can do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think the thing is like the thing that almost like would almost make life suddenly like really not fun for me it's like saving this conversation we're having right now so like the three of us are having this conversation we all have like different knowledge and different ways of looking at things different mm -hmm. perspectives and for example it's like when i asked you to sort of do the background on it because like i knew that you knew more about the background than mm. me or drew did like well it was almost like if we already had this neuronic thing there would have been no point in me asking you because i could have just gone Doop, and then Maybe i could just know yeah but then it'd be no point of us even talk no learning but then also it wouldn't have even point of us even having this this show yeah. On Aspen Radio, or having the podcast go to YouTube because everybody that mm. could be listening could know about it instantly anyway. The, 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 a big I mean? part of being human is learning, and yeah. a big part exchange about of ideas. Yeah, yeah and a big exchange part of, of te ideas. technology is. Um, uh, what is it like how efficient something is yeah so like so like if you're making everything so efficient you know all of this uh, just like that mm. it's like you say it takes the human part away which is the actual thing of learning and like you know where you make connections in your brain and stuff as well yeah like that is an actual process for you to, to for you to optimize your brain and to mm. make these connections and to learn stuff and to create these like neurochemical like pathways in your brain and that it takes effort and it takes mm. hard work you know yeah and that's good mm. you know like mm -hmm. if if you've just got something that just does it for you like a pill or so you know it's the whole thing of like medication and stuff mm -hmm. like that in a way that like you know um you can just take something that will make all your pain go away like you know that almost it i don't think that's always the best way no i don't know? either I don't you've hit the nail on the head like mm. if you could get everything easily mm. and there was no point there's of no fashion yeah. then what's the point in life Mm. One of the things yeah. that Elon talked about as well, which I thought was quite interesting, was that within five to ten years, he estimated, uh, everyone, there'll be no need for communication because everything will be able to be done telepathically. Mm. So we don't me, need man. to speak. We that could just like me. come in mm. and you could think what I'm thinking. That's, I, that's I, weird though, man. Yeah. That's really weird. I already think like to an extent that's happening with like mobiles and stuff and that way we're yeah. connected about devices anyway it's like i remember listening to this we are living in vr with like yeah no i remember listening know? to this really interesting thing actually it was um i was listening to a podcast and um the guy that was like the host of the podcast was basically saying he thought the idea of oh what was it he was talking about um basically like being like linked with a form of ai um or like being linked with technology was like a was like a creepy idea to him. Mm. And then the guy yeah. that was on his show was like, "We already pretty much are." Yeah, because yeah. everybody, especially in the in the West at least, everyone carries a mobile with them pretty much mm. everywhere. Yeah, and almost like instantaneously, we can access anybody anybody that we know, mm. um, anybody anything on the internet, any information on the internet. Do you know what I mean like mm -hmm. historical records, like mm -hmm. whatever you want? So it's like in a way, it's already happened. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, but it's like. 
you know, it's, optimizing it's, it's an that extension of ourselves, even if it's not physically attached yeah. to mm-hmm. us. And I quite you like know? that. I quite like that. that like it's I have an extension. it here like, naturally. Like, yeah. You have yours there. Don't yeah, mean, like, yeah, you naturally yeah. like, have it there at the ready. Yeah. It's but, like it, but it's still outside of my body. Yes. And you <laughs> can turn it off if you want to. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. permanent. Like whenever yeah. I go on holiday, which is weird because you think it would be the time I should probably have it the most because it'd be the time I'd want to like, I'd probably capture the most stunning pictures and stuff. But I don't care at the end of the day. It's like, on the whole, when I'm at, whenever I go on holiday, I always make a point of just like turning my phone off, keeping it in my hotel room, mm. because I want to be in the moment when I'm on holiday. Mm. I don't want to be walking around Italy or Greece or somewhere like that, because mm. it's almost like too easy to do, even if it's just for five minutes. Yeah. I don't want to be like ordering a meal somewhere in this nice restaurant I've never been to in the Mediterranean, yeah. Yeah. and then like while I'm waiting for my bread and olive oil, mm. I don't want to be looking at my phone, checking Instagram, seeing yeah. what somebody I like vaguely know oh, they're getting a tattoo today or something. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's not important. I want to be in the moment, taking your surroundings, like soaking it in. And Being I think- present. Exactly. Yeah, completely. When I'm in England, it's too easy. And, I'm, you know, because of obviously you need to communicate with people, I do just more to keep my phone on Get me. locked into the matrix. Yeah. <laughs> but when I'm on holiday, I always make a point mm. of doing that. Yeah. About the only thing I'll use my phone for on holiday is TripAdvisor. Yeah, sure. So if we're going out for a meal, I'll see what people are saying. Yeah, that's you just don't want to. You don't mm. want to go out to somewhere Food and it's not very yeah, good. Or just yeah. Rubbish, mm. yeah, yeah, completely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, or Google Maps. Yeah, to get around. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think one of the craziest things about this Neuralink was just how vast the possibilities are. The possibilities mm. are literally endless for this yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it could in in a best case scenario, it could so easily just turn into like a the whole world being like an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, mm. well, it's funny, isn't it? Because who was talking about it? But somebody even was it Mark Zuckerberg? Mm. Listen, I know this is different, but this is with this. What's what's Facebook being turned into? Matter, and mm. it's like mm-hmm. he even, which is strange, because like unironically, he wasn't even saying it in a negative way, but he was saying that like Meta's going to turn the world into like an episode of Black Mirror. But I was saying like, mate, like that's 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 not necessarily a good thing. Mm. Like almost like, the whole point of Black Mirror is it's almost like showing you like the potential dangers of different technology as- can yeah. become. Mm. So I just thought it was like freaky that he was almost like saying that, but almost like in a good way. Mm. Yeah. Um, obviously with Meta, they want it to become like, originally they want it to become like a thing for businesses. Right. So instead of having like a meeting, you could just put on your VR headset at mm. your home. Mm. There's no need to buy an office space. You've just got one online. Mm. You know, you speak like Zoom, to everyone and still have that physical connection yeah, without yeah. having that phys- physical connection, just having it virtually. Um, but I think eventually... And this is one one of the things that I thought was most exciting was that if you could link that somehow with that Neuralink chip, let's say in the future there is a way to do that, you could have any experience ever mm. literally just in the palm of your hands on this meta VR. Mm. You could put it on and you can replicate the physical uh, yeah. effects that you I think that's feel. so dangerous though. Yeah. It's terrified. It would What would yeah. be the point of even like like developing relationships? Mm. What's the point of de- you know yeah. like when you when you like um when you like meet a girl and like you know you there's something about them you can't even put your finger on it and you like fall for them and then you 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 like you want to spend time with that person and mm. then you like develop a relationship with them and then you like you earn their love and their their trust and everything and then like a relationship hopefully. Mm. Like that's like an exciting and beautiful natural thing. Yeah. It's almost like if you easily in your head can just create this scenario where you yeah. have the woman of your dreams, mm. say, or, mm. or the life mm. the life you've always wanted, then what's the point of even living in the real world? Yeah. That's what I think is mm. freaky and scary yeah. and almost like too easy. And mm. too tempting though as well. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. let's face it, and yeah. as humans we wouldn't do that. Eighty percent of the population thing. would. I yeah. don't think everyone would. There'll always be crazy people like 
you know, like people the sovereignty like, of being a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there'll be people like like mm. people like Steve Rinella popped to my mind. He was like this guy I, I follow who's like one of the best hunters in the world. Who he's just like mm. spends all his time outdoors hunting. Mm. Built his own cabin for his family. Does all his like all the mm. stuff he cooks. He's either hunted or he's grown. Do you know? know what? I, I, and I, I think, think people like him would be like, no yeah. freaking way. But, yeah. like, but like, like, why not? Like, it's obviously a thing that's happening. It's obviously a thing that technology is moving. Like, say it's like a never-ending. Like, it's not going to stop. Like like i say all good to it but also it's all about choice and about your sovereignty of your own being of your own self like mm. like for me i really like the idea of it and i'd like to be able to like almost like put it on experience it mm. and then take it off again and then yeah. have my new normal life but the thing is with like neural like having a chip in your brain and shit mm, like that always there. yeah i wouldn't want do you know what i mean the i'd want to almost like the choice that, of it the thing they're saying is that you will be able to take it out oh, okay. but it could so easily they could so easily have it put in you and then go no, you're not taking it out. And then what are you going to do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's almost a bit like, um, I don't want to go into this whole subject, but it's almost a bit like with this whole, you know, now they're almost like saying now uh, in the government in the UK, they're like saying that they're gonna br- when they're bringing out this new booster, mm. they're going to change what the, what's considered as fully vaccinated by right. law in the UK. Right. So right at the moment, if anybody that's had two jabs is considered fully vaccinated, but now they're saying this booster's going to come out soon, and then once the booster comes out, having your two jabs isn't going to make you fully vaccinated. So you're not going to have the, the privileges that people, the, the privileges, quote mm. unquote, right. that people that are fully vaccinated would have. Mm. So they're like, they're, they're pushing back the goalposts. It's like every time you get something, they're pushing it the, go- the goalposts or they're changing the rule book. Yeah. yeah. Every time you yeah. think you're playing it's by so the rules, they're changing changed. the rule book. So mm. it's like, yeah, as you said, something like that could happen. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, I think sovereignty over your own being is like one of the most, well, is the most important thing. Of I, being I don't human. think I would want Neuralink, but then I think almost like the world would be even more terrifying to me as someone that didn't have Neuralink, walking yeah. around with people with Neuralink. Yeah. Because <laughs> imagine if I was in a room with you two and you had Neuralink and I didn't. And we're just sitting here like... You were both just like looking at me like... Da- with all this information from <laughs> your brain for a start I would almost be like obsolete to yeah. you both I yeah. almost feel like that when I look at people that have all the like information that, that are so clever like these billionaires yeah. and stuff that yeah. are just like so switched on about stuff like information I think kind of does that to me mm. a bit like with just people that just do know stuff I think me. it was almost like if say you do both did have Neuralink and I didn't how long would it take until you sort of both viewed me as like an ant yeah do you know what I mean mm. yeah mm. Because after a while, I would become like the almost. It's I like yeah. At you least would now we're all on the same level. Yeah, field. yeah. <laughs> You'd start viewing me more and more and more like the same way that I would view like a chicken at a farm. Yeah, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Just Not, doesn't know anything. Yeah, like, just almost yeah. like this, just, this thing just walking around going. Yeah. <laughs> like, I might as essentially be that mm-hmm. because the level, uh, the knowledge that you guys would have in your head would be so exponentially vast yeah. just just so insanely infinite yeah infinite knowledge mm-hmm. limitless knowledge compared to my limited knowledge mm. regardless of how smart you are you've got limited knowledge mm. i mean you hope the best you can do is just try and learn something a little bit every day yeah but even in a lifetime you're not going to know everything you're not even going to come close you're not mm-hmm. even going to know a percent one percent of everything there is totally to know no. because there's only so much you can know and there's so much even that your brain can absorb mm, you yeah. know let's face it you learn 10 things in a day you're probably going to remember one or two of those things anyway yeah mm. so you just need to be hoping that you're taking enough to over the years develop into an intelligent and wise human being mm. but if you had Neuralink everything is on your doorstep instantaneously mm. there's no mm. there's no need to have a good memory there's no need to revise there's no need to read mm. because mm-hmm. you just go Beep. like going going back to how we as humans obviously have experiences through our lives mm. that make us who we are one of the things that Elon talks about is that um, he wants you to be able to edit past memories 
Oh my god, this is just like. And then you can literally like make yourself the perfect version that you interpret to be the perfect version, the, but you're the not thing you is, anymore. I think I think all this can be can be done, but like consciously through working on your own mm. feelings that you have towards your memories. I think it, one of the things that it comes back to is almost like the problem that we have already in in like the Western world and, and a lot of the world in general is that th- it's too just. It's too easy not to mm. do what you said. It's, mm. it's too easy. People want it easy. Yeah. Or, or it's like, mm. you know, it's too easy to not work out. But mm. then as a result, you're just completely dependent on modern medicine and, yeah. and like the hospital like to be fit because you're not yeah. fit, mm. but you know that... Well, it's like you say about the fall you can of get the Roman prescription em- back. Empire in that mm. as well. Yeah, yeah like that's you, kind of what happened. People got lazy. Yeah. People got complacent. Yeah, know? so the start of the Roman Empire, you had the most forward-thinking minds on the planet organized and you also had the fittest strongest militaries mm. the most the go-getters mm. you think of what it's almost an entrepreneurial spirit yeah you know mixed Connected with like to nature as well like the cycle mm. yeah. of things that they did on their like campaigns and everything it would all be yearly and yep. they would go out for the summer do the thing and then be back and then all the generals would change yeah. every year mm. you know it was all fresh yeah like. but it's like you know it's like the the visigoths and that were technically responsible for the downfall of Rome, but they weren't responsible for the downfall of Rome. The Romans, Romans were. were responsible <laughs> for the downfall of Rome. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was like they withered over hundreds and hundreds of years and then eventually the barbarians were at the gates and you just can't do anything about it anymore because mm. you've just, you, you've withered from within. Mm. And it's like, you know, as I said, it's, it's too easy to sit on your sofa and not work out. It's too easy to, you know, not, not know stuff because other people will know stuff for you, yeah. you know? Um, and I think it's exactly time. So we already have these problems in the Western world. As I said, you don't need to necessarily be fit because nowadays our medicine, thankfully, is advanced enough that you, a lot of people can live until they're 70 and 80. As long as you've got a prescription bag like this <laughs> full of 30 different pills that you can take every day, <laughs> then you're going to, that you're going to live, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how many people that are actually that age are prescription free, mm-hmm. you know, and are actually mm-hmm. because they've lived, you know, so healthily with such a good diet and they're walking every day and they're working, you know, what I mean mm. um well, anyway we're gonna listen to some music now when we come back so we've already set the sort of set the background of this whole Neuralink thing and meta um as the show progresses i want to talk about um sort of what i think are potential dangers of um of like Neuralink and meta different philosophies are some some real concerns i have with it mm-hmm. um this next track is tool by parabola enjoy This is real cool, man. This is a real interesting chat. Mm. Mm. That was a fact. It is man. crazy, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, so cool, man. It's, it's like all morals and everything is mixed into it, isn't it? Yeah. Like technology, morals, like yeah. what it is to be human. It's And that's the thing. It's like all of these things that are happening now are like throwing up all these questions, you know, because it's, yeah, it's really important. Mm. Definitely. Mm. Right, so we've only got like 12 minutes, 24 seconds on this hour. Cool. But... um. Just to keep, yeah. We'll just keep flowing a little bit, but try not to go too... I'll just keep an eye on things, basically. Mm. Um, Yeah, proper interesting. That was Parabola by Tool. You're listening to Pandora's Box on Aspen Weight Radio. And I think, like, for some reason, I feel like Tool is like a really fitting band mm. to have playing while we're talking about this sort mm. of thing. Mm. Just they, very ex- they explore the mysteries, don't they? Yeah, the yeah. And the realms. Just like, and, and very like, um, a lot of their songs are like almost like, you know, like conceptual and like what ifs almost, mm. you know, and quite quite deep like that. But um, 
yeah go and check out our podcast as well on Aspect Radio if you want to see us in the flesh mm, type in Pandora's Box Podcast yeah mm-hmm. go give us um, go subscribe to us it's a brand new channel on but YouTube you know you can have it on in the background while you're um, doing your cooking doing your dishes running yourself a bath whatever and just come and relax with us and chill with us really um Join in on the conversation. Yeah, join in the convo. And, you know, yeah, send us a message or, you know, comment on YouTube or send us a message. You can get hold of me um, as Auxworth underscore Lifting Bard on Instagram. Get hold of um, of Pendred. Yep, on Naffa, Naffa Warren on Instagram or even check out my radio show, Rap Radar Radio on yeah, Instagram. Nice one. And also um, Alan over here. Um, check him out Alan. on Instagram as... DJB Pick. DJB Pick, yeah. So send us a message if you want to get in contact with us personally. Mm-hmm. Um, or on AspenWaitRadio.com or the app or yeah, or YouTube, whatever you prefer. And we're talking about um, the new sort of Elon Musk Neuralink thing today and also Meta, which is Mark Zuckerberg's new yeah. thing. Which is almost like seen as like an evolution of like Facebook, but I don't really see how it's that similar to Facebook really. No, I think it I think the idea is that it's gonna become more social media and from the videos there definitely are cool bits to it. Right. Like I saw a clip where people were facetiming mm. like people that were in the real world from vr right and you can see them in this virtual reality you can see them in reality so it'd be like i can see you now yeah so it's I'd like just be like at home with my that's VR mad, isn't it? Cause you, you can see how the evolution of that like so obviously like um like i was like me and drew were born in sorry me and alan were born in 1990 so obviously i remember like the first phones we had were like um bricks well yeah you know like like i'm not talking about mobiles i'm talking about just like you know they were like had to be like plugged in and you couldn't walk around the house with it you'd like pick it up and i remember we had two phones in the house one of them just had buttons and the other one was like um, a, a one that my mum had had for like a decade or something and it was still the one of the ones where oh, rotary yeah. phones yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that do you know what i mean yeah and um it's like then suddenly mobiles came out so i remember i always think i was 11 or 12 when i got my first mobile phone which was like a nokia and you could send text messages and play snake on it and that was like awesome make phone calls anywhere and that was like seemed quite crazy at the time and then it was almost like the natural development so i remember by the time i was sort of like 16 i then had like a, a i thought of 15 maybe had a, had a phone that could take pictures mm. and that seemed like a big advancement mm. you know and then by the time i was sort of like i don't know 18 19 then you the first smartphones came out mm. and then it's like before you know it you can zoom people the yeah. exponential curve of progress yeah yeah <laughs> and it's like so that's like an almost like even today that almost still seems a bit like weird and cool to me just how like like i could just like ring anybody mm-hmm. and, and just see them in their house mm. or wherever yeah. they are at the time like, even that still seems almost like a bit spinning to me a bit crazy like yeah. quite cool you know yeah. but um you can see how that's natural evolution so it's like well how do you go past that mm. well you get what goes past that mm. is as you said like the idea that I could ring one of you two and suddenly it would be like we're having this conversation now. Yeah. So you would be like stood there and I essentially could see... Interactions virtually that are physical. Yeah, I could mm. see Pendred over mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. Um, just stood in front of me and um, would be having this conversation and then I guess when you hang up it's like you just dissolve into thin air. Mm. Yeah, I saw That's videos crazy, of people bro. like playing ping pong. Yeah. Whoa. And one of them's in virtual reality and the other one's in real life. <laughs> How would that work though? Because surely you have to have a physical ball. I guess in physical no, you reality you, you would have like a ping pong table with like a, maybe even like maybe even a holographic ball yeah that's what I was thinking oh, what, like almost yeah. like um, like a hologram like almost like how I imagine like you know when you play like Wii Sports yeah, yeah. But with a with a headset on and actually like, but it's rather than looking at a telly screen and doing it, you're like, just in. You're in the free. Yeah, so it's like it's like we it, yeah. mixed with mm. <laughs> mixed with like holograms, yeah. rather than like a, like a little weird yeah. character on a screen. Obviously, yeah. one of the main downfalls for this at the moment is that it's 
we don't currently have the technology where you can do all these activities. Don't have the technology you couldn't play yet. you couldn't play football really in your own living room could you because you no, don't no. have the space to run you no. don't have the space i always to remember seeing those um those things um it was like it was it was like something you could stand on and it was almost like not an escalator you know like the uh like a treadmill hmm. and and someone had the gun on yeah I've and, seen and, that. and, and they're I've going seen around that. and they're moving yeah. around and doing all of that but it was like this huge contraption and like mm. for me it's like the physical sensations like you might be mm-hmm. able to go into this virtual reality and actually see all this stuff and everything like that but like being human is the physical sensations isn't mm-hmm. it it's, yeah. it's feeling that ping pong yeah. ball hit that bat and like you know and all of that stuff so i don't but know imagine right imagine you have this chip oh the Neuralink that gives your brain the you thought you think of it. that you're running <laughs> yeah and then you experience the feeling of running you can just be sat in your chair mm. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, why would you? The thing, the thing is, I I think this is like a real concern though. Is like, um, I think by nature we're all closed-minded, and I don't mean that in like a negative way. Even the most open-minded people have to be closed-minded in the grand scheme of things because there's only so much. Well, your, brain your can... beliefs are your closed-mindedness, aren't they? Mm. Because or like your view of the world. Yeah. Because yeah. Er, like life to me is defined by how much information my brain can take in and from my individual life growing up. So to me, the world and life is everything as I see it and yeah. ha- as I see it growing up, which sounds like an obvious thing to say, but I think it's, it's, it's very relevant because life to somebody that's grown up in Dagestan, in the mountains of Dagestan, is completely the, the world to them mm-hmm. is completely different mm-hmm. than it is to me. Even though we're both, you know, even if you had somebody that was born exactly the same day as me, exactly mm-hmm. the same year. Um, so like... What I think's um, what I think is crazy is is like, say we're coming up with this technology, right? And say eighty uh, percent of the population start using us every day. Well, in the real world, right? Because there always will be the real world, right? Even though you're awesome in this in your Neuralink brain or whatever. Right. Essentially, you are probably getting weaker and more useless in the real world. Mm. Do you know I mean you're completely dependent on the technology? So then, what happens if there's like a large-scale war breaks mm. out? And where's our military? Because most there's hardly any army anymore because most mm. of the army are just because everyone's just lying down in their beds like mm. on Neuralink, you know, with like living life like Hugh Hefner, right? You've got to think someone has to take... If there's a place for power, someone will take the power. Yeah. And, they're and, take and, that, and that is a huge opportunity like, for someone mm-hmm. to take yeah, like power our, of the whole of yeah, the like civilization. The, the, like the general civilization are living like dons. Yeah. But in the real world, we're yeah. actually getting just... Very we're, we're, vulnerable. We're very weak and dependent. Yeah. Especially physically weak, because obviously... Physically, If you yes. don't use your body, it atrophies. Yeah. That's the whole, like, you know, like... um. That's why, you know, let's face it, people that, are, like, that work out all the time are like builders and stuff are like way way stronger on the whole than people that have desk jobs mm. because they just don't use their bodies mm. you know um and over generations that can even have an effect on your dna mm. if you're if you're if you if going back for hundreds of years your family have been like farmers or mm. laborers or like knights or in the army mm. you're probably just by genetics going to be like mm. quite a, a tough guy mm. yeah Do you know what i mean? remember reading this thing about um archers in history yes. as well like the actual um it was henry the eighth's archers their, their arms so it wasn't just their muscles and no, stuff their bones, yeah. their bones was like what you're talking dense about or something yeah what you're like talking about is um is uh the mary rose mm. so the, the king eighth's flagship um like naval warship mm. um was it mary can you can one of you check that for me because I don't want to give it a false information. I think it was the Marys. Type in um like King Henry the Eighth's um, flagship. I think it is off the yeah. top of my head. But so I'll search it out. 
Anyway, that was sunk during King Henry VIII's reign. And on it, he had like his like elite archers on it. So what they did is, I can't remember when, I think it was sometime in the, ni- in the 90s. They had they, um, Exhumed the bones. Yeah, they got the bones out of the oak. The was Mary, Mary Rose? Rose? Yeah. yeah. So they managed to get the bones of all the archers and all the other, the other cool artifacts out of the Mary Rose, which was a fascinating thing to do for the archaeologists. Mm-hmm. Like, I would... I love to. Yeah. I would cream my pants at the opportunity <laughs> to do that. Can you imagine that? Like, hun- it's been it's been buried for like hundreds of years, mm. and you're like one of the archaeologists that's like bringing this stuff to the surface. And what was cool is, as Drew was saying, so the right arms and like as a result, also shoulders and shoulder blades and everything of the archers, because each one of them. Um, sorry, dude. Can you look this up as well? I want to mm-hmm. say the bow draw strength. Of the archers was something like a hundred pounds or 120 pounds but that's 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 actually ridiculously strong mm. so even today with all like our supplements and like mm. in some cases even obviously people take steroids and stuff like think a hundred a hundred pound draw strength that's like rowing have you found the information yeah according to professor b Cooey's yeah uh, estimations nice the mary man. rose long long bows varied in draw weight from 100 to 180 pounds 180 so to pull that to put that into perspective right to pull pounds. back 180 pounds that's probably that's about 80 kilograms yeah. so for anyone that's ever been in a gym and picked up an 80 kilogram dumbbell mm-hmm. imagine rowing that and that's how strong the elite archers were mm-hmm. because from childhood every single day they had to practice archery mm-hmm. and they were brought up you know just progressive overload style training mm-hmm. you know so like well, when they were little kids I suppose they had 30 pound bows the next year they were given 40 pound bows next you know mm-hmm. and then by the time they were like uh, you know that's that's ridiculously strong their yeah. their right arms must have been jacked mm-hmm. you know on their shoulders and it must have looked strange because i imagine their left one which held the bow didn't, wouldn't have obviously had to yeah. have been as, as big so still they, quite strong just to, just to, to keep it stabilized yeah, yeah. but obviously not that same no no because it's like your it's, as i said it's like mm-hmm. a dumbbell row mm-hmm. yeah. think about a dumbbell row like in the gym but um yeah, as, as you said, like when you work out, it's not just your muscles and your tendons that get bigger, it's your bones. Your bones literally get thicker. Mm. Um, it's one of the reasons that weight training is one of the best things to prevent osteoporosis. But um, how crazy is that just to find all these skeletons with like massive arms? Mm-hmm. But getting back to what obviously we were originally saying, yeah, you, you just wouldn't have that. Yeah. With yeah. Everywhere, it'd be the opposite of that. With Neuralink and, and Meta and everything, everyone would get little and frail. Mm. And, mm. and then all of a sudden, what happens if you do have these Dagestanis or mm. these like juiced up you know these like full of steroided up russians what does it mean mean to be human like what do you want to be like you know because some people might just like not be bothered but that's the problem it's not just what do you want to be it's it's the dangers and the fears of like so as i said if we went to war if a bunch of six foot five roided up russians suddenly invaded Mm. And we're just like all these neuralinked guys. Like, mm. yeah, it's all good that you can bring up any information mm. on Google. But in your what head. about if war was but out of the question? Like, what if it was? Like, but it's not. Know, I know it's not. So, so that's why it's, it's more theoretical. Thing. Yeah. yeah, like, um, but if if it was, I still think it'd be wrong. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree I, with you. I imagine you could have, if you've got this knowledge, you would have the knowledge of every like, of every technique in in the past for fighting and everything as yeah, well. Yeah, but your physical body wouldn't be able to carry out. Yes, I think that. I think a way for this to actually almost work to make it work was if you had a certain amount of time you were allowed to be on meta. The like, only way I could see it working or whatever or per week. Yeah. Mm. The only way I could see it working is if and this is even more scary is if they ended up giving you almost like a Terminator-style body. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or like incorporating... Or like in like I said, the ball... When they, put, get, they, they put themselves in those things and they go in and like... Whoosh, do you know that? Like No. But no, no, no but yeah, I, I know sort of the brief what you're on about. Anyway, 
we got to listen to some more music now. We're going to listen to Teenage Riot, but um, stick around. We're going to get right back balls deep into the conversation after this. Literally, like, you have to move countries because so many people have Neuralink and it's becoming so embedded in your society mm. that you're so uncomfortable that you have to move. Like, say even, say, like, the majority of your family are on it. Like, that's heartbreaking, man. Mm. So you probably yeah, yeah. No, you'd never see your family again. But, yeah. This is what I mean. Do you know what you were saying about how um, in throughout history, like, things have happened that have been fucking mental? Like, yeah. As in, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. and you said, oh, I can almost feel something yeah, is coming. Yeah, I can feel something, like, something in the air. Stuff like that yeah. is the things that will bring about that massive change yeah. that yeah. do make you yeah. fucking think, yeah. like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, how is the revolution going to look? How is the new life going to look? Like, all of this I, shit I almost is, like, have this really real, thing. like, serious fear that like the western world is on like is like setting itself up for downfall yeah and i almost yeah. feel like the barbarian's gonna be at the gates so yeah. to speak and i feel like it's like the west will fall because let's face it the western world has now been the, the the strongest force in general on the whole for like <clears throat> over two thousand years yeah i, I think as well you, when and you it's think... almost like i feel like it's almost like china are always getting stronger yeah. you have something to fight for you train for it, and then you become better than the people you're fighting. Yeah, and, mm. and, and that's and, what it's and, and the thing is, it's, like, it's almost like China and China's on the rise. Russia's always been a sleeping dragon. We're a, we're a capital like West on the West on the whole is is capitalist. China and Russia are both communist, mm. and it's like we have all these opposing ideologies, and it's almost like I just feel like it's just almost like wasting something brewing. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm. You can almost feel like I almost imagine us getting invaded, and because we've been given so much time to think. Hmm. And to be fair, we are as as a species now. We are very philosophized based. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. especially in the time that we are now. In the West, I can imagine we us are, getting yeah. invaded and us being like, "What's the point in that, man?" They're just being like, yeah. "We're gonna kill you." Yeah, because <laughs> in those communist societies, they almost like frown on 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 like thinking, free thinking, mm. because it's almost like, "No, this is the way things are." Do it. Reason with someone. Yeah, because it's easier to control so everyone. Like that, if you're it? a Chinese soldier or a Russian soldier, you're just like, "I'm carrying on with my task." Mm-hmm. Whereas, as I said, you, like a British soldier or an American soldier, is like, "Why am I doing this again? Mm, Maybe yeah. I shouldn't fight. Maybe mm. I should just go home." Like, mm. why are we even fighting in the first place? And that's Bef- when you just get killed. Yeah, before mm. you know it, you're the other dead. People are too but, strong. Yeah, yeah all, all of that thinking has gone down the drain because yeah. you're fucking dead now, mm-hmm. and that Russian's just coming to take everything you own, mm-hmm. or that or that China China man's coming to take everything you own. I completely agree that it's building. It's yeah. building a hundred percent. And I just think it seems too. Is. It seems too perfect. Yeah, mm. like we complain about the little things in life when realistically we're not in a bad time no. at all. No, 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 no we're no, in the no, most no. comfortable time as a human race that we've yeah. ever been in yeah. the history you of You get an infection, race. you just like, go get you know. antibiotics. You want to look something up, you just go on Google. Yeah. You, can go on, you can go on Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever tonight and just watch pretty much whatever you want to watch. The right? only thing that I think is actually stopping that is like nuke, nuclear warfare. Oh, mm. man, it's scary, man. Nuclear warfare it, is fucking but scary. But the, the actual like idea of how scary it is, I think, would put people off like put russians off invading the u.s because the u.s are just like, this is right, we're losing well this, is what, this is what scares me though mm. even though don't get me wrong i understand the well the good intentions but that's what really fucking scares me mm. where there's like a growing movement in the uk to try and defund take away our nuclear programs it's like motherfuckers don't take away our nuclear yeah. program yeah because it's like it's like if if like leaves uh, you vulnerable being a country is like being a human being that is walking down a fucking dangerous alleyway mm. and you're just hoping that nobody's going to attack mm. you in that alleyway. But if you do, you better make sure you can fucking defend yourself because yeah. otherwise you're going to get fucked. Well, the only you know? thing, the only thing so is like, nuclear as well though, like um, why I think it probably won't happen is because it's so powerful that 
whoever you fuck up, you're also going to fuck up yourself. Yeah. Do you know but what this I mean? is what like, I'm saying. It doesn't though. benefit anyone. No. Yeah, but this, this is like what, a last resort. So hopefully, sort of thing. that will be. This what is what I'm saying, though. Why I think, uh, why I'm really hoping, because as I said, there's a growing movement. Like people like fucking Polly and Marwin Luke and that are all like they think that we should just abolish, like get mm. get rid of the nukes. It's called and, Trident, isn't it? Yeah, they think we should get rid of Trident, which is basically our nuclear submarines. Mm. Yeah. So it's like. Um, I, I would hope that like, the whole world can do that. Like that's what my my biggest that would, thing yeah, would be. That like, would be yeah. the only Everyone, way. It just but... takes one guy, one power hungry guy to go fuck this. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a blow up everyone. And like and let's face like, it, somebody, somebody that's just nuts. Because let's face it, some some dictators and that are fucking nuts. Mm. Like when you think about like, like Colonel Gaddafi, and he was like killed, obviously, but like that guy was fucking nuts. I really like the Gaddafi. idea as well. Of, huh? Like um, Colonel Gaddafi, he was like this crazy fucking like dictator that was living in Middle East in the Middle East. Right, but he was fucking nuts. He was even a real colonel but he called himself colonel Gaddafi. <laughs> but because he was like this dictator right. that was like basically like the head of his um country i can't remember if it was syria or i think it was i think it might have been syria right but um look up colonel Gaddafi. um but he was just like if someone like that had nukes he would fire him around yeah yeah that's it stupid but that's what i really like about like you look at these alien documentaries and things like that mm. and like that I, I i'm like oh if they are out there if they are like watching us and they're like beyond like war and shit, then you know because have you seen this crazy shit that's happened with nukes and stuff and like nuclear testing and things like that and you get you get fucking like lasers that have been just shot into them and they fell out the sky and stuff. No, have you, you not seen What's stuff this? like that? Sorry, I missed um, that. Like uh, on some documentaries I've seen in that and like um, with, well they've like disarmed nukes in the yeah, sky. Yeah, so there's been weird fucking shit happening around the world at nuclear sites where they, where things have been like disarmed and there's some videos like from from like the USA army and that of like um of like a, a missile and then this fucking light just going coming around bzz, bzz, like, what, and this is legit nuke. is it this yeah is, like, yeah stuff. yeah i'm pretty sure it's legit it might not be but like um <laughs> This is, is for me. It's like if it's not legit, I wish it was. Yeah, well, me too, mate. Yeah, about all of these w this weird stuff that's been happening on nuclear testing sites and with like bombs and stuff. And it's like, oh, like the UFO. Like if there are, if there is something out there watching humanity, because mm. mm. apparently all of this shit started happening even more after the Hiroshima bomb. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. And like you know, there's that it's whole like a school wake up of, of like, right now the universe is paying attention to us because we're not just affect. And that's when you think about quantum physics and stuff like that, and about like you know how everything has an impact to everything else around it. Something that's as powerful as that could send out a fucking ripple out through that you don't oh, know yeah. what it's affecting, yeah. not just here yeah. but in quantum space. You know, or if so, it, so, that, so they were basically saying that that caught the attention yeah. of like, or or like, or like think of it like this as well, right? Right. So like. When you're in the garden, right? When you're in your garden, or if you're just anywhere, right? And and you're observing like an ant's nest. Let's face it, we all do it every now and again, <laughs> right? Like um, it's just like a funny thing, and you just take that thirty seconds, or whatever, and you're like, it's just mental how these little ants are just working together, going about their daily business, right? But let's face it, right? Those ants are completely obliv oblivious to the fact that you're observing them. Mm. You might as well be a god to them, mm. right? The, the, like these little ants is going around that it's quite impressive what they're doing right they've got these colonies they've built these homes they have a system that works for them and everything like this they communicate but we are like this ridiculously from their point of view with this ridiculously advanced being that they're not even aware of that mm. is just observing them mm -hmm. right so then imagine if there was something that was like that to us yeah so say totally. now yeah. imagine it would if be the on ants, like a million times more of a scale yeah mm. but like imagine like if then suddenly the ants did something that made you suddenly go whoa yeah they're not just carrying leaves and like yeah. food back to the high wall center they've just fucking mm. made a fire 
And, but and, and my just, idea, no, no, do you know what I mean? Yeah, my idea. But you would suddenly yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. I yeah. am now going to put loads more energy into observing these ants. Yeah, but not just what no, the fuck. And, like, and because that could potentially be affecting them as well. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so it's like, affecting yeah. them. And yeah. yeah, you're like something's going on here. Like they've just reached a, a new level. They're not doing. They're not running around with swords, just battling. Yeah. Anymore, they are freaking. They've just set off an, an atomic bomb, or mm. they've just built a fight in this case. You know, in mm. this weird analogy I've made. Yeah. But um, I'm just trying to use it as like a way of almost just thinking like. Because I think a lot of people think of it as like, um, and I'm not even saying we're definitely being observed by aliens, but I'm just saying if we were, I think we have this like monkey view, like we'd know about it, man. We just know it in the sky. <laughs> you know what I mean, we see it in the sky or we just be able to pick it up on radar. But obviously the idea if is If we can would... observe animals without them realizing we're observing them, then aliens could observe us without yeah. us if they realizing were, if they that would they're observing With the us. amount of plant, the, mm. the way space is literally yeah. so vast, mm. it's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. There's no way you can rule out that there is a planet somewhere yeah. the size of yeah. like a million Earths yeah. that can habitate life. Yeah. And if there was that then there would be so much more progression mm -hmm. that they well, would be just so like much more advanced. proof of that. Mm. Look at how we can affect technology. Look at how yeah. we can make technology. Isn't that proof enough that other life out there could do that? 100%. You know? And I think it's like, the thing is, is like, the, like, the Earth, I think, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head now. I think the Earth right now is about 2 billion years old. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I think Jump that's, a, I think, yeah, if that's all right, mate. Um, I'm not the Jamie. You are, you are, mate. You are young Jamie. You're young Jamie. But it's like, I think, I think, off the top of my head, I think it's two billion years old, right? Now, think about how how insanely long that life went. Is that, is that right? 4.543 billion years. Whoa! Mm. It's like way longer than I even thought. <laughs> right, and the thing is, our, I know that I've heard that our Earth is only about middle-aged. Mm. And, and our Earth wasn't the fucking the first planet in the universe. Mm. So how fucking infinitely long... Mm. Is just even time, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the infinity of the universe mm. is unbelievable. Like, not only is there, not only must there really be intelligent life out there, but think of how many civilizations must have risen and fallen before we even evolved. Mm. There were probably yeah. civilizations all over the universe that yeah. were like ten times more advanced than us now, but they freaking died out before the dinosaurs even died out. Yeah, because something happened, like their sun just blew up one day, and then every fucking planet in their galaxy was just destroyed billions of years before the earth was even created mm. and I think about so as well just about. like how long we can go as a civil as human beings right without realizing something and how things can just not change and then instantaneously it can change say with technology like how th fast mm -hmm. things are developing for us mm. think about fucking like native americans and stuff they had pottery wheels mm. and for thousands of years were like making pottery with pottery wheels mm. but they didn't realize if they just turned it on its side like that they could actually have a wheel and then they could move stuff across the fucking do you know what I mean like <gasps> yeah, you had no, a wheel a they had point. wheels really but they point. didn't invent the wheel until fucking whenever it was like in modern you know like do you know what I, I, I did something really stupid like that the other day and then it made me realise how fucking dumb humans can be alright <laughs> right. so like you know I told you guys that um, Evie was like sick like towards the end of last week. Oh yeah. Do you remember yeah. me? I don't know if you were still here. No, I don't know if you were still, still here, but yeah. it was. I, I remember I told Drew on Friday. Right. Um. Anyway, obviously, when a when a kid's ill, you give them cow pole. Mm. Baby. Anyway, like usually when you get like cow pole, you get like a syringe with it, and it fits like a little hole that goes on top of the cow pole, and you turn it upside down. Obviously. Mm. But anyway, I couldn't find a cow pole syringe, so I had to use a syringe that um I, the only syringe I had couldn't fit in the hole. <laughs> right so for about 60 seconds maybe two minutes 
I was like awkwardly trying to find a way to get the <laughs> syringe in the bottle and then it just fucking dawned on me, right, that I could just fucking pour it out into a cup and then put the syringe in it. And no, do you know what I mean? Like, I was like a fuck, like a monkey. Yeah. Like, like I was like ooh. almost just like poking ooh, this, ooh. Try, trying to get this syringe. No way it worked. Yeah. But I was, I was like trying to find a way for it to work because it could like sort of just about get in there and I was sort of trying to like tip the bottle to like get it in a way that the, like, yeah. the, 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 the bottom of the syringe could suck it. And then I was like, I can literally just go... <laughs> and you can just put, put it, it on in like there a spoon. and just go yeah sorted you can and just put it on like a spoon but yeah. It's, yeah but it's like you know you have like a weird eureka moment but up into that minute moment you're being fucking <laughs> dumb up into that moment you're being fucking stupid and then it dawns on you and you're like the solution is so simple yeah but I'm a fucking stupid yeah, monkey. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm a fucking stupid chimp, man. Like, you know? I've had so many of those moments. Mm. But it's, like, funny, isn't it? Yeah. And you think about it, it's like what you're saying about the Native Americans. It's like, it would seem, it seems so obvious when you say it. But the fact that you but could go... thousands of years yeah. without even wheeling something across, you know, like... <laughs> and then it's like, it happens and you're like, almost like, in awe, not because of the actual... The invention itself, invention, but almost of how fucking stupid you are, mm. or how stupid your society yeah. is. Like, mm. what? Mm. How the fuck? Just imagine the first guy who discovered the wheel, and he like rolls it, and he goes, "Surely <laughs> I'm not the first one to do this." Like, <laughs> he's just like, "We're all fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, all yeah, fucking yeah. idiots. I don't even want to. Have, we don't even deserve the wheel anymore. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, going to yeah, tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> you would feel guilty. You would feel proper yeah, guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but man. and then it is as well. Like once that happens, like how it fucking suddenly just becomes standard. Yeah, mm. and, and and like the change that that imp makes mm. to the world is so quick. Yeah, like that's, mobile phones, internet. Like how quick that has been. Like that's that. one of the things that scares me about this. Like Neuralink is that we talk about it now and it seems so far in the future. But once it's like developed, it could literally be there's like a no matter of years, and there's everywhere. Mm, mm. I always but think it's it, really spinning. Like sometimes, even like like I went over and saw my grandparents yesterday. And do you ever just like sit there, and when you're like speaking to your grandparents, or like later on, and you're thinking about your grandparents, and then you actually think about the realities of what life would have been like for your grandparents when they were like ten, say? Because we all remember what it's like to be like ten, right? Vaguely, and think right when our grandparents had been ten, um, most houses wouldn't have even had televisions. Unless you were, like, really rich. So, like, some villages, only, like, one person in the village would have had a television mm. in, like, the late 30s, early 40s. You know what I mean? Um, the televisions that people did have were, like, tiny little boxes with one channel, BBC One. Just mm. one channel, mm -hmm. one little black and white channel, and it was, like, distorted as fuck black and white stuff. And it would mm -hmm. just be, like, every now and again, it would just be, like... Oh, like the Queen's Jubilee. Oh, no, you know, whatever. Well, the, Queen, yeah. the Queen wasn't yeah, even yeah, fucking yeah. the Queen yet in nine, when my granddad would have been a little boy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. She didn't mm. become a Queen until like the 40s. But um, do you know what I mean? It's just like, and then you think about the fact, like, okay, what it was like for my dad when he was 10. And I'm like, okay, well, my dad was born in 1960, so that's like 1970. So, like, a few years before that, he would have seen the moon landing for the first time. Um, there would have been like the very first ever color television programs. And then you like cut forward to like when we were 10 in like the year 2000. I said mm. it was like just about like phones were just about like mobile phones were just about to start becoming standard. So mm. up until that point, unless you were like like a businessman or like a doctor, nobody had mobile phones. Mm. And mm. then, but it was like on the cusp of mm. becoming standard. And as I said, it was only two years later that like pretty much every kid in school had a mobile phone. Yeah, mm, so and you know, quick. it's like I remember when when I was a little when I was uh, had a first had a television in my room. I remember there was just four channels. I remember I remember when Channel Five came out and it was like a big deal. 
And then about two years after that, the first Sky Television came out. And I remember at the first when Sky first came out, it had about 200 channels. And I remember at the time, the idea of having 200 channels was like, fuck. It was almost like the most impressive invention ever. Mm-hmm. I remember like that was the feeling. I remember my dad first getting a Sky and us being like, whoa. Like, in, a f- in about three years, I went from there being four channels to there being about 200 channels. Mm. And I was like, whoa. Mm. And it's just, and now suddenly cut forward to now. Like, that was like before you were even born. Now mm. cut forward to now. And it's like, we're talking about fucking Neuralink. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got smartphones. Mm. Like everyone's got the internet. Like everyone's television is linked up to the internet. You know, and it's just like. You go to order food. Yeah. And it's. Just in the you can just do it on Just Eat or whatever. Mm. Right? Yeah, it almost <sighs> makes things less um, like uh, like surprising. Like you know, yeah. the more the mm. more the more easy it get. You know, the, the world's more, getting smaller. more. You're exposed to this technology yeah. and things like that. Like whereas something like that is like so crazy, like to your grandparents or mm. when that because that's the first time it's ever happened. Yeah, it's like and this is what I mean. Like Neuralink and all the stuff we're talking about to the next few generations in front of us, it's going to be the fucking norm. Yeah. They're going to be mm. going, oh, imagine, remember my granddad when they were sitting there in that studio? And, and they like... It's, and it's like, like, it's like um, <laughs> this is actually literally a conversation I had with my granddad yesterday. He was basically telling me that my, so my grandma's uncle, Clifford, mm. he served during the World, World War II, and he, but he mm. was in Burma, right? And I didn't know that. I thought it was pretty interesting. So my great-granddad, Cyril Scott, his, his, um, one of his brothers was called Clifford, and he served in Burma. And they were saying that when he came back from the war, what, the thing that he said that he was like most excited about and most sort of in awe of, both before the war and after coming back right. from the war, was the idea of what Burma was going to be like. And then also when he came back, his actually like his confirmation of how mental Burma was like compared to Stigursi, <laughs> right? Because right. um, he just had no idea about Burma. He just knew that it was somewhere in Asia and that it was probably going to be like mental, right? Yeah. But the thing is, it's like. I know like pretty much everything there is to know about Burma. So if I was gonna, if I was there, there was like a war and I was going to Burma, the, the magic would almost be gone. Mm. And the only things that would be left would actually be more like negative things. Mm. So I know, for example, there's a lot of swamps in Burma. So I know that if you were like an infantry, mm. you, you'd be like loads of mosquitoes carrying diseases. I know that fucking Burmese pythons are, are the biggest pythons in the world. So they can grow up to 30 feet long and they kill things like, as big as like cows mm. and they live in the fucking like swamps and that mm. so i'd be like fucking like not looking forward to it <laughs> do you know what i mean i'd be like i know i know too much about burma to make me mm. not want to go there mm. because yeah. as a britishman i like nature seems quite like calm and like almost like welcoming yeah. to me mm, so yeah. to be in such a hostile environment as like burma where you've got fucking like poisonous little snakes like the one of the largest python in the world that could literally crush you to death and then fucking swallow you whole mm. like mosquitoes carrying malaria and fucking dengue fever and all this shit like mm. i don't want to fucking go there yeah but to him it was like an adventure and almost it's like fucking mm. bilbo going to erebor yeah that's what it was like to him yeah yeah do you know what i mean it was mm. like but to me that wouldn't be like that i'd be like no i know everything about there is to know about burma i don't really care to go there I, the things yeah. i do know about it makes me not want to go there mm. <laughs> you know what i mean it was like they're saying like, and the then the experience like small... will always be different though yeah. to what your expectation is of it yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. even though you can know about something like you know like you yeah. know theoretically yeah, like sure. when you, you get know the facts of, yeah, yeah like it and i think this is the human part of it as well like yeah. uh it's it's what these humans have done in all these different places because that was like the only experience I have of it is from being in Peru and then meeting these people that are from this other culture mm. where it's like you know what I mean and it was all crazy about the jungle and that but for me definitely the biggest thing was like the they, the the landscape was insane and all of these different things was insane but it was that it was like the the way that the people were 
that left like an imprint of like i didn't expect that like i didn't understand that you know what i mean and it was like yeah it was like that's something that um i don't know maybe you could research it but being there and actually like being in the streets with them and like and actually yeah you know and that's that's a big thing about the human like humans being all over the world as well as well you know like Mm. people have adapted in different ways yeah and Mm. kind of that experience is like I watched like that mental, scene. like having that as well. Going, going yeah. back to what you were saying a while back, how fucking crazy is it that once this is like on the internet or whatever, you could like, let's say, fifty years down the line, right? Mm. You could like, be showing your grandkids. You know, they've all got their Neuralink in, mm-hmm. and you could be like, look, this is, this is when like I first like, heard about it. Yeah, and yeah. speaking oh, about it and being like creepy, and it's just, and they're like, what? Why were you so surprised? And we're sat there like, the world could be fucking ending, man. <laughs> and, how yeah. fucking crazy yeah. is that? I even think that about, say, yeah. like, Instagram, right? So, like, say, like, like I've always been, like, very interested in, like, my family's history and stuff. Mm. Um, so it's, like, I've really gone out of my way, both from, like, my grandparents' say, own photo collection and from finding stuff on things like Ancestry, mm. of, like, finding, like, fo- like, old black and white photos of, like, say, like, my grandparents' parents, even, yeah. like, older than that. It's right. so much more accessible to and the I fi- future like, yeah. generations, isn't and, it? And I find it fascinating. I find it cool that you can always see like this little glimpse of somebody that was like your, you know, like your great grandfather or mm. even maybe your great great grandfather or something. But the idea that, say, like my great great grandson could just go on Instagram and just see a fucking like pic that I uploaded in 2017 or like a video, it's like weird. Mm. Yeah, it's almost like everyone will be like so much more familiar with their own family. Yeah, that's that's You're... what I love about like the idea of even doing a podcast as well. Yeah. Like especially this kind of thing where Your ideas are like, like imagine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Our thoughts and everything are immortalized yeah. on the internet. So if in like you said, if in the year three thousand, yeah, someone wants to know, oh, what was what was life like in the year you know twenty twenty or whatever, mm. they could get this up and mm. see like our our thoughts on what the world's like and everything. Having like a really like in-depth conversation like the ones we're having is actually like quite like an intimate thing. Yeah. yeah. And usually you only have those sort of conversations with your closest friends, your missus or like your closest family members. Mm. So when we're doing this and it's going out on DAB radio and also on YouTube, mm. the fact that pe- you're basically almost like having a, an intimate conversation with an unlimited am- amount of people. Because mm. like, mm-hmm. let's face it, everybody that know like let's face it, 99% of people that know you outside of say like your three best friends maybe three or four best friends, your missus and like your family, your closest family members, your immediate family, right? They don't know really your thoughts on the world. They don't yeah. really know your deep thoughts and everything. They know the yeah. base points of your character. Mm-hmm. So we know, oh, it's Gravy Day and Nathaniel. Mm. You know, he likes fucking rap music and he looks like this. And this is, oh, we know that he hangs around with these guys. And yeah. Like, oh, it's Drew. I know that he plays like guitar and Death by Kai and he's also like a rapper, but I'm like, yeah, oh, his sister's like Shrew, and, eh? and like, she does that. Do you know what I mean? And then there's like the people have the same sort of outside views of me. Like, oh, yeah, he's like really into gym and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But like, that's like outside. Mm, that's, yeah. like, that's like, you know, like onions have layers, as Shrek says. Like, that's, mm. the, that's the outside layer. No, yeah. Not many people know the inside layer, but when mm. we're doing this, we're showing those inside layers. Yeah. yeah. That's really hard. And yeah, it's yeah, fucking it's mental. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is crazy. They do you know say, I mean? don't they, there's, the, there's free three different yous you've got the you that the world sees mm. the you that your family and friends see and then the you that like no you, one sees the, yeah it's just yeah. your like self-conscious but we're almost putting <sighs> out our like version of what our family and friends see to everyone yeah like these these chats that we we have on pandora's box the only people i usually have chats with are like say like you josh a couple of other people like emily 
and a couple of members of my family. That's it. Mm. But now mm. we're just having it, and it's like, do you know what I mean? Mm. So like all my life, I've had conversations with, at the most, say about like ten people about mm. the sort of in, like, going in depth conversations. So I feel like people would actually have like a real insight into like what I really think about like different so- topics. Mm. But now, as I said, just like pretty much just anyone can listen, and it's like crazy. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I um, saw someone talking about it, and um, he said it, it's funny. He's like a real famous podcaster, and was like, I could be out with all of these people and these acquaintances, and I could know people like through people, and they could know me, and they could know that I do this and do that, you mm. know. Um, but my actual like connection with them is is like they don't really know me they know this idea of what they have of me but people who watch the podcast and people that actually watch all these conversations these real deep conversations that he has with people mm. they know him more than these acquaintances that he knows mm. and in the physical yeah but like mm. do you know what i mean and i thought that was a real mad thing you know yeah, like, no, definitely. you can be you can have mates like i can have friends and stuff that that you that know me physically but people that actually know these intimate, like, yeah. um, like I, like I, thought like, things, like I, just because I've literally watched like hundreds of Joe Rogan podcasts, I, I, you feel I, that you know Joe Rogan pretty well, yeah, but he doesn't, like, he doesn't even know I lit, yeah. exist. but yeah. I know everything about his life, which is almost like <laughs> creepy when you think of it like that. Yeah, it's mm. weird. I know his it? dog's called Marshall. I know he's got three <laughs> fucking daughters. I know he lives in fucking Texas and he moved last year. Do you know what I mean? All right, I know stalker. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? But it's like this is just it like is things that I've, just, I, mm. I haven't researched this. I mean. I've just listened to enough podcasts that I just know it. We've you know, done... Like, how many episodes of this have we done? Six. Uh, oh, like six or uh, seven. Six? Like yeah, 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 yeah. I would say I already know like more your two takes on the world and takes like on best stuff friends. like that than like a lot of my friends. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Which is crazy. Like yeah, we really crazy. get into like proper in-depth talk. Accelerated mm. like fucking like... Like... Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, it's, it's like an accelerated way of just knowing someone almost, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Because like whenever in life is it like right let's meet up this day this time on this day every week and we're just gonna fucking go balls deep on mm. all these different subjects mm-hmm. you know what I mean and like intimately just yeah. fucking spill out I think all it's really of our important thoughts on as it. well especially for someone like me who has a lot of thoughts yeah. like to have like to a, put them 100 on the same yeah because no I it almost pisses me off the fact that you can't talk to people like in a deep way a lot of the time Do you yeah know what I mean, mean. like yeah. it, like small 100%. talk almost like pisses me off a bit well you and know what, like, like I was we, saying about why I don't like go to like London and stuff like that mm-hmm. is because you know I say like even like me trying to be friends friendly with people like just say like hello or smile like some of them look at you like you're a fucking paedophile yeah 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 like like, let alone getting in deep conversations with people you know (laughs) yeah you almost need to spill it out don't you Mm. and then you develop those thoughts when you're speaking to people that also want to spill out thoughts because then you Mm. can take bits from each other's like understandings i think i genuinely think what we were saying about the western world being like the most advanced for like the last like two thousand years or so probably longer because obviously the greeks before that were the most advanced and greece is in europe so probably the last like three thousand years but like i think the the main cause of that the main cause of us having the, the edge in technology in like social structures democracy i it is all about um like free speech Mm. and shared opinions Mm. what you just said Mm. is why the west is like the most is like the most advanced Mm. place in the world currently and And i think and i think even before that like to get to that point yeah uh, you think of I watched this film the other day and it was about the um, uh, it was in set in Tasmania and it was about like the colonization of Tasmania with the English and everything and mm-hmm. you, and and like but and the people and stuff and it's like think of like what the printing press did mm. to humanity mm. so like so like before the printing press and before it was ready ava- readily available for people to read easily. Mm. 
people were dumb as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like the the like the monopoly on control of of, of education knowledge, yeah. and knowledge and writing and reading was the fucking church that yeah. would get yeah. these monks and it would take monks hours and hours and hours to create these books. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you bring the printing press and <laughs> knowledge is available to everyone. And and that's what I mean. Like I, I Not think just that, but even knowing how to read. Imagine like yeah. having a conversation with someone that doesn't that's illiterate that has no yeah. no. So do you know what I mean? Like that's a beautiful thing about like they, Western uh, like, civilization mm, as well. Is yeah. all of us have become more knowledgeable about stuff, mm, mm. so we can have more in depth. We have opinions. You know? We literally have. A, we can have an unlimited amount amount of opinions on an unlimited amount of subjects. Mm, mm. Whereas before that, you were essentially like a freaking worker bee just carrying out tasks. <laughs> I mean, you might as well have just been a freaking honeybee. Just go to the plant, collect nature. Yeah, go back, make honey. Like that's almost like how people live in their life. I reckon you know? people must have been dumb as fuck, man. Oh, of course and they were. Like, well, that's yeah. why. That's in a way why people create religion because it's like, why is this the way it is? God. End of. Now you know? get on with planting your this, beans. There's this, there's this bloke with this massive white beard that lives that's fucking like uh, sitting on a cloud somewhere in the sky, and he just made this all. Like, mm. Everything that there is is made it. End of conversation. Boom. No, no need. No, no need like, to think. No need get to rack your work. brain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go milk that cow, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Love that song. That's the Humbling River by Pussyfire. I think it's called. Oh. I thought it was. I, Pusifier, I thought it was it? pronounced Pusifer for ages, but apparently you actually pronounce it Pussifier. <laughs> Puss in Bootsifier. I know. I thought it was a bit strange. I was like, when I first heard that, I was like, is somebody like pranking me? But yeah. I'm pretty sure that is actually how you pronounce it. Well, you're listening to Pandora's Box on Aspen Radio. I'm your host, as always, this time of the week. Obadiah Penny Whistle. <gasps> With me in the studio, we have Pen. 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 You got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. Is it Pentacon? What? No, what is it? It's Pendred. Pendred. Yeah, Pendred. Pendred, aka Mr. Nathaniel Warren, the That's host me. of um, the Rap Raider, and also um, my co-host on Pandora's Box. And also we have Alan, hey! otherwise known as Mr. Alan, Drew Armstrong, Alan, 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 tech Alan. extraordinaire, producer, um, also co-host of the Dark Dale as Captain Longbottom, the man with the longest bottom there ever is. And ever was will, or ever will, ever will be, be. <laughs> and um also sometimes wizard schlieb mm-hmm. uh yeah we're chatting all a little bit about um meta and the Neuralink today which is just like i actually only found out about this last week when um when pendred told me about it mm-hmm. after our last show but since i've gone like fully balls deep into it just like finding out all about it looked at it from all these different angles and as i said earlier on um off air like i've really gone on this like roller coaster of like thoughts and emotions just yeah. in the last week like learning about it because it's like on on um it's very exciting you know and mm. i think you know you think about it and it sounds amazing and exciting. like any new technology mm. and any new kind of yeah thing it's like but, super yeah. exciting but you've got to look at the downsides of it and you've got to look at some of the fears you know mm. so apparently did you know this did you know that china have already the chinese government have already officially banned it Right. So they've said that no Chinese citizen can use it. Mm. I guess their fears are a bit, a bit like you know what I was saying. My fears of it earlier on, almost like that. Like, yeah, it's all good and well that like your brain, you're living in this amazing utopia, but if in the real world people get lazy, yeah, you're like this like you're like this little skinny husk because mm. you're like not even spending enough real time in the real world to like eat, and you haven't even developed any relationships in the real world. You're just essentially like this weird guy living in this room. Mm. You know what I mean? Like. Seems strange. The like, whole thing reminds me of a film called Ready Player One. Yeah. Which is obviously... You showed me the book. trailer last week. I think I'd yeah. heard of it, but I'd never seen it. Complete, literally, like, the exact plot of 
Ready Player One. And one of the main things that you see in Ready Player One is they're all living in these little, like, what are they? The little uh, oh, metal like, sort mm, of... Caravans. like Yeah, li- yeah, like storage containers. Yeah. Storage containers, that's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Living in those of, like, their meta or their mm. atlas yeah. set up. Um, and I just think that's, like, that is how it would become yeah. with mm. the neglect for the earth. Like, mm. cities would no longer be these thriving architectural places they would become just a hub for storage containers for people to live in the online world it also reminds me of exactly of the matrix mm. the first matrix yeah, movie like plugged mm. in so in the matrix yeah. obviously it's like the idea is is that like but it's even like a step further so in the matrix people don't even know they're in the matrix mm. right so they think that they'd like they, they think they're living this like normal life in like modern day and the whole thing is, is sorry, this is like mad spoiler alerts for anybody that hasn't seen The Matrix. <laughs> um, but you, you'll still love it, even with what I'm saying. Go watch it if you haven't seen The Matrix. And if you have, then you know what I'm talking about, so it's all cool. Um, and then the whole thing is, is like with Morpheus, who's like Neo's sort of mentor, it's like he almost like waking up and he's like, this isn't the real world. This is a simulation. Mm. Like, do you want to wake up? And this is when he does the whole like, uh, you know, like, do you want to take the red pill, pill yeah. or do you want to take the blue pill? Mm-hmm. The red pill, you're gonna like come with me and you're gonna find out what's real. The blue pill, you're gonna wake up in your bed tomorrow and not even gonna like know this ever happened. So Neo decides to take the red pill, and then it's like he wakes up in the real world and it's like there's like this, um, like there's just like this massive, um, I don't even know how to describe it. Like it's almost like it's just this massive room, I guess, for like lack of a better word, like warehouse. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like rows and rows and rows of like almost like you know you like you eat what you think of like a baby in a mm. fetus, mm-hmm. but it's like fully grown humans. They're almost in this like weird gel in these like little tanks, mm-hmm. like these little bubbles, mm. and they've got this this thing inserted in the back of their neck, which is like I guess like putting them in the matrix. Yeah, and um. They're all just like asleep. So they're spending their whole entire life in the Matrix, yeah. living and dying, mm. not realizing they're in simulation. But in the real world, Batteries they're just like this. for the machines. Yeah, and it's like freaky. But the real world's like weird, isn't it? Mm. I mean, it's like messed up mm. a bit, like how you were saying about Ready Player One, how it's like yeah. everything's dirty and like society yeah, is yeah, almost yeah. like... Neglected. Yes. Mm. It's, like, it's like that. And it's just like there's weird machines just sort of like roaming around. Mm. Mm. And that it's just... also brings me on to another... Uh, really cool thing or really scary thing that What's I wanted that? to talk to you about. So Elon Musk on this podcast as well was talking about how obviously, you know, I've spoken how the Neuralink could fix memories. Mm. Um, you could even maybe alter memories. Mm. Uh, but it could get to a point where you can replay those memories and live through your life again and again. So that's that would literally... Be cool. mm. That would be cool. Mm. But hold on. Mm. That literally makes it possible very possible more possible than us living this for the first time uh that what we are in right now is a memory oh that just suddenly spun me out i don't get it so what nathaniel was saying is it's like if that was the case yeah how would you know right now if it wasn't actually 10 years from now and you're Mm. actually just replaying a memory right now we could Mm. have been living this millions of years ago Mm. but our brain is just on a constant loop of our life Mm. (laughs) <laughs> existential crisis imminent <laughs> <laughs> crazy right man that is cool mm. but the thing that's i almost saw like, when you first said that then until until you suddenly did the um the juxtaposed position and i like, had an existential crisis <laughs> i think that i thought was really exciting about that is because have you ever done that thing where like you've thought like you've you've thought of a memory of maybe like one of the best times of your mm. life mm. and you've maybe thought either you didn't appreciate it at the time or that maybe you didn't mm. realize like maybe you were like in the moment of like an amazing prospect in your life and you turned it down mm. Mm. but you always look back on it every now and again you think of it like once a year and you're like i wish i'd actually done that mm. Mm. the idea that you could go back 
almost just for like almost like the same way that you can just like play a level on a computer game yeah and you could almost just like relive that but like almost like see what would happen just for like a couple mm. of days if you if you'd mm. taken the prospect that you regret not taking or something like that or just or just play back a, an amazing time yeah. in your life the idea that you could do that is so cool mm. it's, it's almost reminds it's me of like awesome. it's almost yeah. reminds me of like say like watching a movie like mm. watching a movie like if you've seen that movie ten times before, once before, like a hundred times, you before, always see something different. If it's one of it again. yeah, and it's not just it's not just that. Even if you're not doing that, I feel like you've seen that movie ever since you were like eight years old, and it's one of your favorite movies. It's cool just every now and again to just replay it. Mm. Yeah, so this the is, idea this that you can do that with a memory. Yeah, is cool. this is one of the things that I was really interested about ayahuasca as well, because um, from what from technological. Loads of- to yeah. her herbicinal. Yeah. <laughs> but like no, from talking like from um like hearing about people's experiences with that, yeah. They it, it is like that. So they would say that they would mm. relive these memories in like perfect like you know, like what it was like. They would go back to those moments wow. and relive them like wow. so per- so so almost like that, but like really viscerally, real like in that like, you know, you mm. don't you didn't even remember that you had those memories, but mm. they're there and it's like you experience it through the experience, you know? Wasn't and I was C- like that it never C- happened for me, but I, I yeah. like really thought that was really interesting. It's like a natural way of tapping into mm. those places, you know? I think there's two schools of thought that you can look at it from. You can look at it from the idea that you want to make the most memories and good memories that you can so that when you do relive those memories, you're going to experience the best time over and over again. Or you can look at it from a way that is life meaningful if everything you're doing can be changed. Might have already happened. Mm. Yeah, like like re- re- like for better or worse, like what is your current situation is your current situation. Mm. That's, that's mm. like the cards you've been had. Like you need to... As almost just like a creature on this planet, you just need to like do whatever the best you can in this mm. moment here. Mm. And I think as like, well, like like memories and things, um, they have an emotional impact on you. Yeah. So so like what I find interesting about it, about kind of changing them and things, and this is what I found interesting about the ayahuasca thing as well, mm. is there could be something that you have buried in your memory, mm. in your experience, that could be having like a detrimental effect on you now mm. because you experienced it as trauma or you experienced it as something that was like, um, that's affecting you, but it's subconsciously affecting mm. you. You're mm. not conscious of it, mm. that that's the thing that makes you afraid of doing this or that's the thing that makes you scared of that or makes you feel this about yourself. Mm. so if you shine that light on it if you get to relive the memory and shine that light of consciousness on it you can actually you can actually develop a different relationship with it and then it won't affect you in the present so much so so you can almost like like heal yourself you know Mm. which yeah yeah i think i think that's really cool that's that's a really cool way to think about it i think like on the on the flip side of that though like when does like mental health get brought into this like in in like in terms of like Let's face it, a lot of people suffer from mental health problems. Yeah. Right? Um, and obviously nowadays it's become a lot more like talked about than it was in the past. But like, I think a lot of people, the strain on their on their brains <laughs> of like the potential to just like, oh, I'm just going to nip back to 2007 and just relive this memory for a few days. Mm. Or I'm just going to go and alter this part of my life. Or I'm just going to edit this this memory here. Like, I reckon some people that would send them full-blown crazy. Mm. Yes. And the problem is as well... I think if you can edit one thing, you can edit everything. Mm, and yeah. then, as we were speaking about earlier, you could almost ma- want to make yourself. It would be such an addicting thing to yeah. like better yourself because or your view of yourself. You mm. you could like say say like um you grew up like a big fan of the Batman movies or something. You could just make a world where you were essentially Bruce Wayne mm, mm. and you were like this cool Batman guy who had this cool butler and you was unlimited funds mm. like living in this mansion. Mm. 
everybody's either like loved you or like respected you, you know what I mean or you, and it's or that thing about it being easy like if it's, yeah, it's so easy, easy like and this is why and bringing back the ayahuasca again yeah. going through an experience like that that is almost like so crazy like being on a trip mm. like it 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 makes it so hard that if you do gain those different perspectives and you do go through that stuff, it's almost been such an ordeal that um, it's bit you know what I mean like you've, you've got through the through other it. side and you've worked yeah, through it yeah, and yeah. Then you've had to you've had to work through it, which almost gives it more value than mm. just being able to change what are ones and zeros in your brains of Completely, memories yeah. from like do you know what I mean? So it's, I almost think it's like already like you see some people getting lost with stuff like that with like video games. Like video games are so cool nowadays, and like with some games you can almost play them like infinitely. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's almost like the AI's constantly evolving and it's like, like even the roman if, worlds and stuff like that like. yeah like even if you've already like um like, like finished all the quests it's almost like some games nowadays it's like well there's always like some new dlc coming out or it's like mm. it's just constantly like evolving yep. so it's almost like a, the real world in that respect yeah so it's like people are already like there are some people like i think everybody knows like one or two people mm. even if they don't know them personally they like know of them that are like oh it's like that guy that just like lives his life through world of warcraft or mm. like you know what i mean it's like man i've done it a couple of times like um I remember when I first like got Skyrim when I was younger, I just went through a stage of like probably months where I was just playing it like for hours and hours, like mm. almost every day. Mm. And I was a bit the same when like I played like The Witcher 3 and then mm. that came out like about, oh, like, me too, sweat, about six years ago, five mm. years ago, whenever mm. that came out. Just so immersed in it. But I think with me, my saving graces, because I've got like some, 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 um, some of my, my most favorite hobbies are things that you have to do in the real world like yeah like i've always working like out. yeah i've loved working mm. out and i've you know like, things like that like so like with me that's always been like my my lure back to the real world because i know mm. that like i'm like it's easy yes to like develop this this character on the computer game and like get their stats up and level up and get all these new abilities and like develop it up so you're like like got this faction or whatever and like mm. you're, oh you can choose oh you know you can choose between all these different women you can like marry you know what i mean it's like it's fun and mm. it's addictive but I always said that thing in the back of my head, like, oh, remember that, like, like the, your real what character, your living avatar. Yeah, yeah. Like my yeah. Re- my real avatar is like my this body. Mm. You know what I mean? So like, I'm like my my avatar isn't this this character in this game. My real avatar is like my body here. Mm. So like I need to develop this body. So it's all good and well my my character in my game like being awesome mm. and be able to like kill monsters and that. But do I think I could kill monsters in real life? <laughs> and if the answer is no, then get in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what I mean? You know what yeah. I mean? Like. It's like you want to make sure that, yeah, why devote so many hours to making sure this computer game character is like mm. awesome and you're devoting no time to developing yourself in the real world? I think mm. the difference with games or with certain games, yeah. not like the grindy, yeah. you know, like, games. Like Minecraft or... That's not like, even... Uh, Minecraft I can kind of understand because it's right. more of just a break from reality. Right. But with like, you talk about Witcher, uh, Skyrim. mm you're basically just embarking on a journey or on a story. Mm. There's, there's, for me, there's not a big difference there between you reading a book and yeah. increasing your knowledge that way yes. to you playing a game and learning a story through that way. Yeah. Whereas if you're, for instance, you talk about World of Warcraft. Yes. Like if you're doing that, then there's not really that yes. you know journey, that thing to story learn line. from in your actual real life. Mm. You can definitely take things from a game Mm. Uh, which has you know beautiful meanings and you can even use that to improve yourself in real life but in a game where you're literally just you know i think in other online mm, players yeah I, th- I, th- I think like with me i think like growing up always been like a massive fan of fantasy like movies and books 
I think that's like like to me, yeah, those are, those are my favorite games, and it's actually made me feel a bit better about all the time I've I've, I've spent playing them. Actually, you saying that because it's like yeah, things like Skyrim or The Witcher, obviously, like yeah, they have they have like storylines, they have fantasy storylines mm. that like develop, and they have sort of like a beginning, a middle, and mm. an end, mm. and it's fun to almost like play that out. The way I always thought about The Witcher, especially The Witcher, to a lesser extent Skyrim, but also Skyrim, it's like you're essentially watching an amazing fantasy movie, but you're playing the lead character with it as well. Yeah, like you're in so it's like you're watching all of the rings, but the whole time you're in control of our it would be like that sort of thing you know i remember witcher as well like didn't it get awards and stuff for like for like for its story or, oh, or yeah. you know saying about the storyline mm. oh just amazing like, yeah well, they've now got a epic. netflix show based off oh, the witcher don't mate, they yeah, it's amazing yeah. i loved it i remember thinking that i think that the sword fighting choreography in the witcher is it's like the best i've ever seen mm. Mm. it's amazing just another point as well like um what you said about your living avatar mm. being a part of that story like if you can take some of the things that you love about games, some of the magic, some of the like th- things that you think, oh, this is awesome, and like apply that to real life, mm. that's another really positive yeah, thing. Yeah, sure, sure. I I can get lost like quite a lot in the mundane of life, mm. but mm. really, it's. It is crazy that we yeah. get like you know like the, with technology and all the things yeah. we do anyway, but it's hard to have that perspective on it sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, like le- like thinking about leveling up your own character in this life and having that perspective on it can give you a more positive attitude towards like your life as well, you know. And don't get me wrong, I definitely understand the purpose and how it can be meaningful to play those grindy games. Like you, you spoke about Minecraft. I understand that. I recently bought an Xbox literally just so I could play Forza. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't play Forza and devote my whole mind into I think into the good it. thing about a game like Forza is that you can dip in and out of it very easily. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, I was saying to my girlfriend, it's very therapeutic. Yeah, definitely. Because I'll just play, you know, I don't have to give any brain power to it. I can just drive around mm. yeah, yeah, in a nice yeah, car yeah, yeah, in man, a nice yeah. place and go, this is quite And nice. then just like you play <laughs> some races, some re- you like unlock a better car or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah, like, it's yeah. just Literally. very simple fun. Like, yeah. 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 It's healthy when there's like a balance of all that stuff because that is like, that downtime is really important to just mm. be able to do that. But if you're doing that all the time mm-hmm. and you're escaping through it all the time that's when it can become like living negative, vicariously you know? through it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. definitely well we're gonna listen to a track now when we come back we're gonna carry on the conversation cheers for being here with us this evening guys hope you guys are all having a nice day this is um the new bat label society track end of days check it out that was lithium by lady owl before that we had end of days by black label society you are listening to Pandora's Box on Aspen Week Radio. Cheers for being here with us this evening. We've been chatting all about um, about Neuralink, uh, about Meta. I find it really interesting finding out about all this stuff. Um, with me this evening, we have Pen... Why do I always find it? Pendren... Pen... Pendred. Pendred. Pendred and Alan. Alan! Alan! Um, well, yeah, really fascinating stuff. And... Um, I'm just talking about like the potential ramifications of it. Um, Drew was also talking about uh, you know developing yourself through other means, like you know things like ayahuasca and that. that almost like, do like a similar thing because um, Pendred was saying about how um, you know with with Neuralink you could relive memories and stuff like that um, mm-hmm. and things like that. And Drew was saying that through ayahuasca you can almost like do that, mm. her, you know, med- medicinally. Yeah, through, through taking natural, yeah like, technology. Just for context for the listeners, what is ayahuasca? So ayahuasca is a herbal tea that um, it, it, it's uh, from the Amazon rainforest and it's a mixture of basically two plants 
and it sends you on like a psychedelic like journey into yourself mm. into your consciousness am i right and in saying it's quite close to like a dmt trip yeah so so the active ingredient in ayahuasca is dmt mm. but n- dimethyltryptamine yeah dimethyltryptamine and um when you when you take it if you take it orally um your your um body absorbs it and it doesn't actually affect you right. um so uh it your 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 belly will like um the enzymes in yeah, your belly just will break, break it, down it down before mm. it can give you a, a yeah experience. but if you mix it with this other plant the the, the ayahuasca vine mm actually has a thing in it called maio inhibitors in oh, your uh, in your belly that kind of stop the dmt from being broken down shut the enzymes the digestive enzymes down from from um destroying the psychedelic experience yeah right. so then it takes you on this like five six hour like i tell you experience what actually journey, very you know? impressive that like these tribes even f- experimented and found out that just yeah. by taking it with this other thing yeah mm. and this is the whole thing when, that gets into like the more like metaphysical and like the idea of like spirits and plants and consciousness of like the earth and things mm. like that because if you ask any of these tribal uh, tribes like how they knew about that they say that they were that connected to to the plants that the plant spirits told them what to mix with like what they wanted be- them to know yeah, and then That's when you awesome. think of like what the the the, cap- the things that it opens you up to, it's it's very connected to like to the earth and stuff, mm-hmm. and like the experiences totally opens you up to um, being in connection with like mm. with, with with like plants and animals and all of that kind of stuff. And it's um it seems to be um yeah, it's just crazy. It's like the it's like the consciousness of the plant, you know, that you're kind of interacting with. It's mm-hmm. Like I think what's interesting as well is is like that you actually have everybody has DMT in their brain. So mm. if I'm I think I'm right. In saying that whenever you dream that's dmt is being secreted into your brain so if you think about it whether you're, when your eyes are shut and you're unconscious your mind if you think of it almost like as like in that's like an art canvas mm. your brain is you're, you're essentially a blank canvas and then the dmt in your brain is then almost sort of like starts painting a picture or taking you on a story and if you think about when you when you dream it's not like it's not like there's just random images or like it's like watching a movie. You feel like you're part of... You're, you're, it's like real life. The experience feels mm. real. Or at least it can be mm. in a lot of it. Yeah, the experience feels real, at least while you're living it. Mm. And I guess that's um, almost like I imagine when you actually then take in um, externally more more DMT, but while you're awake, that's what's taking you on this hallucinogenic mm. journey. Mm. Now, what the, I think the, thing, the cool thing is that's up for debate and nobody currently can answer this is there's two schools of thought. There's There's the school of thought that the DMT, the ayahuasca, is um, just putting you, you know, it is purely hallucinogenic and you're going on this self-explore, self-exploration, um, this trip of ex- self-exploration and you're seeing different stuff and that you can take positives away from it. Some people, though, even claim that obviously, like, um, you know, we, we see, we only can ex- explore the universe and observe the universe through our own senses, through, mm-hmm. you know, touch, um, sight, smell hearing etc and that this basically almost like breaks down barriers and lets you see stuff that are uh, normally our senses couldn't take in isn't mm. it mm. and what i think is really fascinating is that some people there's like a common theme with ayahuasca where some people talk about almost like talking to this almost like mother nature type mm. spirit mm. this this mm. is like type entity it's like mm. very common mm. and almost the idea that maybe you know is that is that just purely hallucinogenic or is that almost like without trying to make you guys spin out too much listen to this or like blow your minds too much or like is that almost like um imagine traveling physically planes. yeah is that, yeah. imagine physically 
how mental it must have been back in the days like crossing the Atlantic and meeting a tribe in North America or South America. It's almost like that, but mentally. Mm. You know what I mean? So you're crossing this 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 ocean, so mm-hmm. to speak, but it's you know, this plane in your brain um that you normally couldn't access and then you're almost like meeting this not extraterrestrial, mm. just this thing. Whatever you want to describe it as an extraterrestrial mm. yep. or another person, whatever you want to give the label it to, it's just this thing that you could not normally access. And that's what I think is really fascinating and it's also fascinating just because you can't answer that question, really. Or at least mm-hmm. we can't right now. Well, it's released from the pineal gland, isn't it? And it's mm. a lot of it is released when you die. Mm. So a lot of people think... When that, you like, say you have... A lot of people experience like euphoria or seeing their life flash before their eyes when they die. Yeah, yeah. or even, like, what if it's released? And obviously you've spoke about how it can reproduce memories of past. What if, like, when you die, mm. that releases and then that's you literally live your life again... And then at the end of that, mm. the DMT is released again. And mm. then you're constantly on like a constant spiral, going back to living your memories over and over again. Mm. Existential crisis again. Mm. Existential crisis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and it's, it's the thing as well. You don't know when, what you're saying about dreams feeling real, experiences feeling real. Um, I think the danger about these things as well is that like when you do have an experience, no matter what that experience is, if you experience it, it feels real to you. So it mm. doesn't matter if it's real or not. Mm. Like, yeah. like these entities mm. and things like, like that. Like, and like, truth is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. If it's real to yeah. you, it's essentially real. Yeah. Like, I like, definitely believe that real, I'm, you know? what I'm living now is what is happening now yeah like i'm I'm in no doubt in my mind that i'm living the real life Mm -hmm. but i definitely am open to the to the thought that the we could be living in a memory or living yeah because we've already gone through before it's Mm -hmm. just essentially exactly what drew's saying it's like your truth is your truth if it's Mm -hmm. true to you then like who is it to some who is it to somebody else to say that that's not true Mm. Mm. and this is it like because you think about talking about these things and it's like Oh, you you know you got to say what's real and not not real. Like that's not the important thing. It's just the, ex- the like what your experience is, mm, yeah. and then not preaching what is real to someone else. Do yeah, you know like, what I mean, d- like, don't get me wrong. I think that like you can't go too far with it. Like some things in life, there are definite answers. Mm. Like, two plus two is four. You know, you mix red and blue, you get purple. Like these are facts. Mm. You can't start going too crazy. Like yeah. oh, it's all like you know. I think mm. you can go too far. But in terms of like what we were just saying, yes, mm, mm. like I completely agree. Yeah, there's grey areas yes. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. But um, yeah, I think there's. I think sometimes there can be a, a temptation to go too far with it. I think you've got to get a balance with it. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, like because there are life, th- there are things that are facts. Yeah, totally. There are things and that are and facts. what and what like you know. I think uh, what it actually does as well is whatever is happening in your brain, like if you have a psychedelic, if you open up your mind, it's it's an amplifier. So if you've got something going on in your mind, um, uh, an idea, a thought, a belief, mm. it will be amplified exponentially mm-hmm. when you're in an altered state of consciousness. Yeah. So like... People that have got a massive ego mm-hmm. and believe and, and are so sure about this and about mm-hmm. that, that will amplify that. So when they come out of the experience, they can have an even a, and, and say that is that idea that they have is wrong. Mm. You know, like what you're saying, it can like, be crushing. You know, then that it can be it can be crushing, but it can also be dangerous to mm. them and to other people mm. because then all of a sudden you think you're, you know, say you have this thought that you think you're the water bearer of the earth because you have this like. Mate, I am an Aquarius, mate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, it, if you actually no had an experience like that. <laughs> And you actually 
physically felt that because of this you know thing that you had yeah. and then you come back and that's not actually real as such in the in the in the right, you know, for everyone else <laughs> but do you know what i mean like yeah you gotta yeah, be yeah, careful because yeah. these things amplify everything you know yeah, so. yeah definitely man <laughs> that's cool um it's cool that how we've got even got onto this from talking about like Neuralink mm. and Meta. Mm. Um, as I said, like you know, just going back to what I was saying there earlier, like it, I can't remember if we talked about it on air or not, but like last um, last Friday, me and Alan um, were talking about how like I see like some parallels between like the Western world and like the Roman Empire at the moment, and mm. I think this Neuralink thing ties in quite a lot. Um, and what I'm a little bit concerned about is, so, like, the fall of the Roman Empire, basically, it was, like, the idea that Rome had become, there was too much infighting in Rome, um, what once was, like, this, like, super powerhouse, um, both, like, in terms of their intelligence, their intellect, and their military, which just, like, no other, pretty much nowhere else on the earth could con- contend with them. Potentially, maybe, the Chinese Empire, but they were on the other side of the earth. Um but like through infighting, through people just getting fat and lazy. It always reminds me, the parallels, even though it might not seem it, is so much like this Neuralink in terms of like, well, think of what life would have been like mm. um, over 2,000 years ago um, before the Roman Empire, mm. right? Oh, don't get me wrong, there were some other advanced civilizations before that where I'm sure you could have had like a, a very sort of, a life that was in some ways akin to our modern life. And by that I mean like... You could have lounged about, go to the theater. You could yeah. sit around with your mates at night, drinking wine and reading a book and discussing philosophy, which is in sa- in those ways, it's actually very similar to yeah, today. Yeah, definitely. But on the there were also places on the earth though at the time, obviously the majority of the places on the earth, where people were still essentially living like quite nomadic in lives. Mm. So even if they had like farming, you know, you'd have been living in like mud huts, and everyone would have had fleas and worms <laughs> and hunting for their food. Hunting mm, exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Have like very pagan societies. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It was all like animal sacrifices to get the harvest and everything like mm. you know very like viking style stuff going on um even though it was you know pre viking obviously I'm this was pre viking but I'm getting that as like for anyone that's seen the vikings you know when they're watching mm. them do all those sacrifices and stuff like mm. that um but obviously it was it's too tempting and it was too easy for the romans to drink wine to go to the theater to go to their heated baths I think rome had heated mm. swimming pools essentially yeah. that you could you know they had aqueducts they had sewage systems they yeah they they had these amazing theaters they had the Colosseum where you can go essentially it would have been the same thing as going to freaking like twickenham or going to wembley today yeah and watching either like england play rugby or england play football yeah. you know and, but you know you're in this massive stadium essentially the same thing but except for their sport like the was, olympic games and exactly, stuff as well, right? Yeah. right so my i'm just saying like so the parallel is but all these people it's too easy to sit around drinking wine you know have these orgies you know go to the coliseum go to the theater go to the heated swim pools you know and but meanwhile on the outside of that like what i was saying earlier there's the uh, there's the 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 rest of the real world Mm, right mm, mm. and the visigoths essentially the visigoths and the goths they teamed up and they they overthrew the roman empire and what i'm worried about is for all of the rest of the world say we did adopt this Neuralink. The rest of the world that don't, as I said, China have already, I know, come out and said it's literally going to be like against the law mm. to look for like a Chinese mm. person to have it. Um, whether it's China or whether it's just any other part of the world, whether it's like Middle Eastern countries that, you know, we have a very, some of them we have a bit of like a hot and cold relationship mm. with, so to speak. Um, other parts of the of the uh, the earth as well, places like North Korea pop to mind. Mm. Yeah. If all of these powers 
don't do it and we are just continually becoming reliant on this technology say for instance right say not even say they just come and take us because we're physically weak what if just like the power grid goes down mm. this mm. is it uh, the, a key point for me is the more that you become reliant on technology but don't actually understand what if it's taken away then yeah what do you do when the lights go out what because, do you do when it, I, yeah. I mean i won't i mean ho hopefully one of us could make a fire or together we can make i a fire. can make a fire yeah you mm. can make a fire yeah, no yeah. doubt about that <laughs> but you know electricity goes out in your in your house for a night yeah. it's a bit annoying isn't it yeah like yeah. you know like think we're already yeah and don't get me wrong i wouldn't want to make a fire in my living room no we're we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're well, already like we're, we're already kind of um we'd be very humbled by life if our oh, if our technology 100%. went away now so that could take you deeper into you, that you would then feel... imagine it for a, for a month mm, yeah. yeah and then imagine it for 10 years yeah and then imagine it potentially for the rest of your life yeah you'd you'd probably feel the way in a way that you hadn't felt since you were probably about three years old holding your mum and dad's hand yeah in public mm. do you know what i mean in mm. terms of you know how you're just completely reliant on your parents mm -hmm. suddenly you would just feel like that almost yeah. feeling of desperation in terms of like I don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw something in a podcast the other day, and it was like, you want to see like humanity descend into chaos, like take away electricity for a week, you know? Mm -hmm. And just like I can imagine, it would that be so quick because with the electricity would go obviously the internet as well. Yeah, everything, everything. ovens. Uh, you yeah, know, like yeah. mm -hmm. how are you going to cook your steak tonight? Yeah, you know, you know, <laughs> you know like even even like food processing in general. Yeah, mm. there's not going to be those companies, those factories making these oh. food, and it would turn to people rummaging um, yeah. allotments I that kind of stuff I didn't realise actual like uh, you know like food processing and stuff like how mm. much of an impact that actually ha had mm. on humanity but just being able to sterilise food from um, from from uh, you know the first time that cornflakes could be put into a, like a sterilised container mm -hmm. um, and then packaged up you know you were basically um, able to, to give people like s something that isn't going to kill them Mm. You know, like before that, you know, ima imagine if you didn't have your fridge mm. and like and like what what y how bad your food would have gone like before that point in history, like tin food, the fact that you don't need a refrigerator, you can put something in a sterilized Super tin or whatever. And yeah. so and you know, and like that revolutionized the world as well yeah, as a technology, 100%. you know. I didn't realize how impactful like you can that have was. tin food in your cupboard for years and then just eat it. It's mad, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That's mad, isn't it? To have a tin of tuna in your cupboard for freaking years, years, mm -hmm. or a can of soup or something, and just whack it out one rainy day. Yeah, boom. But, but imagine, <laughs> but imagine if the if the um uh, the the places what the warehouses yeah, like, where yeah, that's yeah, factories, that's, yeah. the factories yeah. where they were made like you know didn't have electricity didn't have power. or didn't and have also power, not just like. that think about how our governing system right so we have our government is set up in London well we wouldn't be able to hear anything from them. No. Do you know what I mean? Without electricity, they're not sending instructions to the rest of the country. Yeah. So then suddenly, who are you being governed by? And who are you being instructed by? And you think... It's think essentially of, chaos. Yeah, think about what happened to the Roman Empire as well. So, so you know, they were at the height of all of that stuff. They were technolo technologically advanced, mm, yeah. like, civilization. What 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 age do you get after the Roman Empire? The Dark Ages. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, like, yeah. So, like all so, of that was lost, and humanity descended. It's really in interesting, actually. So if you look at Britain as a good example, so obviously um, the Roman Empire conquered Britain. So they built there were lots of Roman places. So Londinium is still to this day named after. It's a Roman name, Londinium. So mm. we get London from from the Latin Londinium. Um, they there was like Canterbury was mm. a, was a Roman town. So was Cirencester. There's there's lots Bath, of right. Bath also, yeah, mm -hmm. of course, yeah. Aquasullus was its name in um, in in uh, Latin. Um, so all of these places. But what's so interesting is, and it just goes to show you, like a, you know, it's a great example of what we're saying. Um, 
once there was the downfall of the Roman Empire, and essentially the Romans had to be essentially pull out of Britain. So you had what were like sort of they were called like Romanized Britons. So right. those were the people that would have been born and lived in Britain, but sort of under Roman control. So mm. they would have been like adopted into the Roman way of life, but they were British. Mm. But you also would have had people that were actually Roman from Rome, and the Roman military that obviously would have made sure that everything was staying the way that the Rome the Roman people wanted it to be would have been there. Now, obviously, when Rome started declining, they pulled out the the military, which at mm. first was very right. scary to the Roman Britain people. Now, because um, they got fat and lazy. Well, yeah, and obviously because they were dependent on the Romans to yeah. tell them essentially what to do, not just tell them what to do, but to protect them. You got to bear in mind. So the Roman borders were essentially the same as like what's not 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 hundred percent, but were very similar to what the borders are to this day between like England and say England and Wales and England and Scotland. Right. Okay. So think you had like Picts. And, and, and the ancient Britons that were essentially like warlike nomadic tribes that would have k- probably killed you if they got their hands on you. Killed mm. the men anyway and taken the women for wives of their own, mm. um, which would have been a scary prospect for the women because one day you're in this Roman villa in Bath in Aquasulis or Londinium, mm-hmm. and then the next day you're in some freaking mud hut in Scotland <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, being had ad- your way by some giant Scottish bloke that you can't even understand what he's saying because he speaks a different language. No, he speaks- hey! Yeah, exactly, you know, yeah. Um, speaks like Drew when he's drunk. Um, but, and then obviously what happened is, then it became like the Anglo-Saxons took over over Britain. So the Angles, the Saxons, and the Jutes moved over from what is nowadays um, uh, like northern Germany, Den- southern Denmark and the Netherlands um, those Germanic tribes basically conquered Britain right but the thing is is they had all these towns that were Roman towns left over and you'd think like oh I bet they like just moved into them and like they just adopted the way of life it was mm-hmm. like no because they, they didn't, didn't understand, understand how any of it worked mm-hmm. they didn't understand aqueducts they didn't understand heated pools mm-hmm. so what you essentially had literally after a couple of hundred years were like these ghost towns mm-hmm. so the Anglo-Saxons actually set up their own Anglo-Saxon towns mm-hmm. not in all cases there were some small exceptions for example they do show it on um, obviously this isn't 100% historically accurate but things like this did happen so if anyone's seen the Vikings um, Egbert lived in like an old Roman villa and when Ragnar was coming to visit him he was like saying like um, oh, like Ragnar said to Egbert at one point, he was like, "Who built this place?" And no, and, and Egbert was giants. like, "Oh, it was it was like built by like these giants, right? Who used to like live in Britain because right. to them it was like the only way that would have been conceivable is like this race of giants would have like built yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But what I'm getting at is like, yeah, so all of these like, amazing towns would have suddenly it would have been overgrown by nature, like there would have been like vines everywhere. Mm-hmm. So like these cool like you know, it's I just think it's absolutely fascinating. And don't get me wrong. Some of the places did obviously end up being permanent settlements, as I mm. said, places like Londinium and um, obviously Bath. But it was almost like a slow, it was like a slow adaptation Adoption, to yeah. that. Mm. At first, they were just almost like ghost mm. towns. Nobody mm. would live there anymore. And, and what's so interesting about it for me is is that, you know, that just shows how civilization can move backwards. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think so. So what we're talking about, Neuralink and all of that kind of stuff, like if we make a wrong, if we get so reliant on technology and then something happens... Like, you know, how much do we know about stuff, you know, for yeah. it, for that to not happen to us mm. and for us to go backwards a thousand years? You know? uh, and, I, and I think the temptation is as well to think like, oh, yeah, well, that happened back then, but that could never happen today. But I assure you, that's what the people in like the golden age of Rome would have thought. Yeah, mm. totally. Because 100%. they would have looked back on civilizations like ancient Greece and ancient Egypt, which they knew fell, mm. which were at one stage essentially the most powerful civilizations on the earth that had already fallen. 
and were not the most powerful civilizations on the on the earth anymore. But they probably, you know, I think everyone living in the moment thinks like, oh, well, that happened to them, but that's not going to happen to us. Yeah, we're we're the kingpin. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like this weird yeah. arrogance. Yeah, you know what I mean, and you can yeah, understand completely. why. Don't get me wrong, but as I said, it's like. No, like you need to get into your head. It could happen to us. Mm. It could happen to anybody. It could happen to every, every everything in life waxes and wanes, whether it's human beings themselves mm. or whether it's civilizations yeah. or whatever. And I think we've got this inherent like if if I'm not working towards something, or if I'm not learning something, I get this like uneasy feeling. Yeah. And mm. like the the like you know if we get too reliant and lazy, mm. then you know we we are leaving ourselves like vulnerable to if something does happen, like what are we going to be able to do about it? Yeah. If we're not going to be able to do much about it, that's not that that's not good, is it? Obviously, no, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not, man. <laughs> And we're going to listen to some more music now. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show. Really enjoyed this um, Pandora's box today. This is um, The Great God Pan by Blood Ceremony. Enjoy. Um, I saw this on Instagram this morning. Elon Musk is so rich that if you earned $10,000 every day, 365 days a year, from when they were building the pyramids in ancient Egypt until Whoa. today you would only have 15% of Elon's wealth. Fuck. <laughs> Mate, how do you how even become that rich? fucking crazy is that? Mm. Do you know what? I can't remember his name, but I bet you could find out uh, if you just type in, like, richest person that ever lived. I remember reading about this, like, old ancient warlord that lived, mm. like, 5,000 years ago or something, and they were mm. saying that, like, his wealth in proportion today, he would have been, like, richer than anybody alive even today. Mansu mm. Musa? Might be. What does With an estimated net worth of four hundred billion <laughs> in today's money. So, what yeah. civilization was he from? Does it say? Um, and when did he live? India. <laughs> India. Like what? What sort of era? Do you know? Just trying to. Find I know it was a fucking a long time ago. Yeah, just trying to find it. Yeah, the the, the richest man in China okay. as well. Um, like quite recently, this was. I can't, he he was visiting somewhere in like in like Greece or something like an ancient like temple, mm. not an ancient temple, like just some ruins, and tried to well, yeah yeah ancient, try yeah. try try to take a selfie mm. up, up, up like climbed a little bit up a wall, tried to take a selfie, fucking just fell and fell to his death, just like so it's like talking about like the laws of like you know no matter how rich you are oh yeah you've sure. got you've got you've yeah. got you've got to um you Fuck know adhere smart. to the rules of gravity yeah yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. I was, well, that's yeah. gone was that yeah. matter for him, for him yeah, in, those minute, in that minute that Doesn't he was just fall into yeah. his death you know it's like crazy yeah. <laughs> so um he was the legendary ruler of the vast west african empire of mali in 1324 uh, just around that time really 1324 saying, yeah um, 700 years ago basically he embarked on a hajj a religious pilgrimage to Mecca, traveling with an entourage that included 8,000 courtiers, 12,000 servants, and 100 camel loads of pure gold. <sighs> well, and he had the equivalent of 400 billion like pounds, is it, or dollars in today's money? Uh, I assume pounds. Uh, Musa is, was wow. born in 1280, and Mansa means sultan in the native language. Cool. Yeah, basically just says that um, he's the richest man ever. Although, do you know how much Facebook is worth? Oh, Since we've God been talking knows. about how much Facebook is. Probably about I've half the out. earth have got Facebook, surely. So, I found this out. Facebook, right, is worth over 500 billion. <sighs> so if Facebook was sold, then they would suddenly become the richest man ever. Mark so, Zuckerberg would become yeah. the richest man that ever lived. So if you think, like... Would you if, if, go on people, a if people think of gold? that this stuff can't happen, Meta and Neuralink can't happen, mm. if there's two people that 
can have the funding it's these two mm, hell yeah mm. hell yeah man and that's it like money money is like energy as well isn't it so it's like you can you know you've got you get out of what stuff can, what you put in yeah like and and just like the power that that 500 billion has is like it's it's you know, ungodly isn't it mm, really yeah Mm. ungodly sort of like just wealth and power it's insane mm-hmm. yeah actually insane ridiculous insane in the membrane insane in the brain <laughs> <laughs> cheers to pendred thank you very otherwise much known for as, having me otherwise known as nathaniel warren for joining me mm-hmm. this evening and also alan aka mr drew armstrong we've been talking about Neuralink and meta and all crazy sorts of stuff like that um so i'm just going to leave you on this foreboding thought slash message we are the Borg. Lower your shields and surrender your ships. We will add your biological and technological distinctiveness to our own. Your culture will adapt to service us. Resistance is futile. Whoa!